Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with, oh yeah. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with, yes you did. You made it with, oh yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's up, weirdos? Very, very, very excited about this episode. Uh, Sean O'Connor came in and we had a uh, wonderfully weird and hilarious time and uh, a sweetly moving time, dare I say. So we're going to get into that. Those of you uh, who know this already are, are hopefully excited as I am. I am very excited to say that we are currently, I'm actually doing this from an office that I'm working on this in, uh, making a talk show pilot. Holy cow. Holy lord. Making a talk show um, with Conan. Uh, it's being produced by Conan O'Brien for TBS. They could potentially be going on after his show. Uh, but first we have to make a pilot and they have to like it. So we need to get people to come out to the taping. And uh, the more weirdos we can get, I don't think I have to say this, the better. If it has that uh, homegrown weirdo feel. Here's what you do. It's August 21st and August 23rd in Burbank, California. It's part of Los Angeles. What you got to do if you want to come, tickets are free, teamcoco.com, regular slash Pete Holmes. They'll tell you what to do on that website. You just tell them what date, what date you want. People are already getting tickets and tweeting at me that they're coming. Couldn't be more thrilled. Couldn't be more excited. Please come out and support. I guarantee it's going to be a lot of fun, whatever happens. I promise. Uh, also, regular uh, things up top, which don't seem as as cool compared to that, but they're still very cool, like our Facebook page, facebook.com, regular slash You Made It Weird. Please put uh, your favorite moments on there. I love checking those, commenting back to you guys about those. YouMadeItWeird.com. We got some new shirts on there. There's a Denver t-shirt. There's a uh, laser accuracy t-shirt, all that stuff. And uh, play that crispy song, Katie, while we do these tour dates. July 25, oh, that already happened. August 2 through 5, Cleveland, Ohio. I will be at Hilarities, August 2 through 5. August 11 and 12, I will be at Outside Lands in San Francisco. We're doing a live You Made It Weird that Sunday. September 1st and 2nd, FYF Fest in Los Angeles, California. September 6th through 8th, Scottsdale, Arizona for Scottsdale, uh, Stand Up Scottsdale. I always say that wrong. Stand Up Scottsdale. September 13th, One Night Only, Firebird in St. Louis. September 14th and 15th, back in Chicago. Chicago! Uh, for the Lincoln Lodge. Uh, September 24th through the 30th, I'll be back in Canada. Montreal was awesome. The live Montreal is going to come out on Friday. And we're doing another live one in Toronto. Want to see more Canadian weirdos out there? That show was such a blast. Uh, that's the 24th through the 30th. Live You Made It Weird date is to be announced. October 11th through 13th, Appleton, Wisconsin for the Skyline Comedy Cafe. October 14th, uh, the Cedar Cultural Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota for one night only. November 16th, the High Watt in Nashville for one night only. November 24th, Boston Paradise, the Paradise Rock Club, also one night only. December 5 through 8, going to Helium, finally going back to Portland. Looking forward to that. A lot of weirdos in Portland. Got to see them. December 21st, Gramercy Theater, this time going back to do stand-up. We were there for a live. You made it weird. Love the theater. So glad I'm going to be uh, back around the holidays in New York City. Come, come get a weird Christmas with me on the night that the world's supposed to end. That's going to be exciting. Weird at Nerdist.com is the way to email the show. And this show, this particular episode, is brought to you by Amazon. The way it works is you go to Nerdist.com, go to this podcast, go to the podcast description. There's a banner. Click on that. Then buy whatever you were going to buy. Toothpicks. I don't know. Moisturizer. Whatever you need. They have it at Amazon. So buy it there. Small proceeds go to the show. You can also go to YouMadeItWeird.com and donate if you're nasty. If you're feeling nasty. Katie tried changing a light bulb this morning. And she didn't burn her fingers, but she realized if she had gripped the ball more firmly, she would have burned them. So that's pretty traumatic. 
So we want we want to get her, you know, something. I think she wants a skateboard. That's actually real. The first part's fake. Second part's real. Let's get Katie a skateboard. You made a weird duck up. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy. Well, I'm glad that we are here. I like the sound of paper crumpling. You go in? It went in. I can't even I see it. it. Yeah, it went in. It was pretty good. <laughs> It's even better now that I know you couldn't see it. You were just throwing. I can't see it. And the sound was the sound of it going in, definitely. I believe you, but yeah, yeah that's amazing. I'm having a it went in kind of day. Are you going to wear those? What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Makes but... me uncomfortable that you're not wearing those. Oh, good. Now I can really hear you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I wish we had these those in a, just at a table. You know, I'd be just like, hang... put on earphones <laughs> so you can hear my voice even better. Yeah, now we're talking and it's great. I can hear you. <laughs> I actually, I think something about the amplification makes uh, conversations better. What's up, Katie? Was that a, I thought that was a hand signal. Like, stop talking yeah. about the microphones. <laughs> it's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> Uh, I'm having a it went in kind of day, and what I mean by that is, what is, what is going on with life, right? Oh, yeah. Some days, you're getting up, and just shit makes sense. Everything makes sense. I see, like, I saw a waiter. Uh, I was walking uh, right by UCB, and it was a waiter at La Poubelle, and I went, look at this waiter. He'll, he'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. some days I go, like... Waiter, poor guy. Like, my brain will just interpret it in a depressing yeah, way. Yeah, no, totally. And some days I'm like, fuck, he's, he's, uh, I, I evaluate him. Like, he looks happy. Who am I to say? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because I'm assuming it's LA and he wants to be an actor. Yeah, which, by the way, is always correct. That's like, <laughs> the most correct thing in the whole world. In LA, in New York, waiters have uh, headshots. But in LA, not all of them. Yeah. Certainly not all of them. In L.A., they definitely do. They have headshots. They have to. Like, to get hired as a waiter in L.A., you need a headshot with Is your that... resume. That's 100% true. What? I'm not even kidding when I say that. Like, even if you're going to be a cater waiter, like, you have to have a headshot. They want to... Yeah, they want you to be an actor. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a resume? I guess you do have a resume yeah, you of have, where you've waited. Where you've waited tables, and then a headshot... I thought, you know that place right by Union Square, it's called Coffee Shop, and you want oh. it to be so much better. <laughs> oh, it's so great. And then they tell you that, like, uh, you, they sit you in order of attractiveness. What? That's 100% true, because, like, the hostess is, like, a model. Yes. The host is a model, and she will sit you. If you're closer to the bathroom, you're unattractive. But if you're in, like, the front when people walk in, you're attractive. And I remember I sat right next to Jared Leto, and I was like, oh, man, I am having a good day. I'm having a good day. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. And they definitely have sat me in the back. Oh, I've sat in the back more times than I've sat next to Jared Leto. <laughs> I've met Jared Leto. Yeah. That, I, I, don't, I, I always want to clarify, I don't meet like a lot of famous people. Oh, yeah. So like the fact that we've both met Jared or been near him. Yeah, I met him once as well. Like met him previous to. Bef- like, oh, uh, before yeah, sitting. Yeah, and he's like a, just a dickhead. Is he? Yeah, he's really rude. Oh, how? Um... You know, like, <laughs> let's start by outing Jared Leto. Oh, yeah, First heard... of all, I thought it was Leto, but is this this is recording? Oh, cool! I thought you listened to the show. No, I'm not. Oh no, I do I'm not challenging you, but that's. Oh uh, no, <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm so afraid that you think I'm attacking you all the no, time because no, I do no. like teasing you sometimes. Oh yeah, my my face immediately goes to. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so when I like, I'm not. I'm literally. I would never be like, do you? But I thought you did, and it's kind of like a or or you've heard some of them. Yeah, and typically, no one ever knows when the show begins. That's the thing. Yeah, no, no. I just uh, I just don't want to shit on Jared Leto. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This will be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck it. Uh, 
I mean, if you want to take it out, I mean, we could take the. Oh, why am I going to take out that? Like, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm very interested in your Jared Leto yeah, story. I'm not like a huge LA pussy who's afraid of Jared Leto. <laughs> But I'm kind of afraid. He is a small man. He is. I don't think that's uh, outing in a bad way. Actors are often disappointingly small. Well, like... If that disappoints you. So we were at the VMAs, <laughs> and we were in, like, the pre-read room, and he came in with Zoe Saldana. They were going to present together. And, like, Zoe Saldana... I don't know who that is. Uh, she was in Avatar. She was, like, the, the lead Navi... Is that what they're called? And then, like, uh, so yeah. she's like, a yeah, she's a beautiful lady. And then Jared a... Leto's a beautiful lady. And, like, <laughs> if you're bi curious, yeah. Jared Leto is perfect. Yeah, He's yeah, got yeah. the perfect, like, cheekbones and stuff. He does. He's handsome. I bet he'd make a very lovely lady. He would. He... If we put him in drag. And he does. Like, these, right. that's his band. Oh, does he? He just, well, he just wears a lot of eyeliner. Yeah. And this was one of those nights where he was wearing a ton of eyeliner. So, <laughs> so Zoe Saldana is like being friendly to I'm us. I'm just picturing Zoe Deschanel. I want you to know. Oh that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just well, know they, that that's what's happening up there. She's just all, she's just black. And like, oh, she's black. Yeah. She's now I'm black. picturing black Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, she's the black. Which is really funny. It's really funny. <laughs> so we got Zoe Black. Yeah, Zoe Deschanel. Black. Yeah, and uh, and I, I, the syntax was all wrong. I meant and, Black Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. I said Zoe Black Deschanel. <laughs> <laughs> it offended. Me like that I think works. it, would, but it felt offensive. Like Zoe Black, yeah. Like I, I categorize people by yeah. race. I think it's actually nicer to say Zoe Black than Black Zoe. Is it? I think so. It seems like after it seems like I'm taking some weird racist notes. Like Sean parentheses white. <laughs> you know, like what if I wrote a novel that had nothing to do with race, but every time a character is introduced in parentheses, I said their race. Yeah, their race. That's- Chad Asian. <laughs> like, and like it's never addressed. But that's perfect because when you introduce a character, Chad, you never jump to Asian. Yeah. So- well, see, you got to have a pretty good casting director in your brain. Yeah. To, to diversify and and be, you know, in your brain, all the guys kind of look like me. You know what I mean? It's all different versions you, of me. When you say Chad Asian, I immediately put another parenthesis and it's like adopted. And like, <laughs> <laughs> kind of happy. Go- yeah. He's having a going in kind of morning. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that means I shot a bit. Be- was that recorded? It was? Yeah. Oh, that felt a little pre recorded. It doesn't matter. I shot a basket and went in. What's that? It was right at the beginning. Yeah, Katie's, we, Katie's on the money. KT money. Yeah, KT I think underscore. She recording she's on the car. She's on the underscore money. Isn't that your Twitter? KT underscore money. KT money. You know, you could donate to her. Yeah. You made it weird.com because she, what, I don't know what happened to her this week. She fell down some stairs. <laughs> like, they, just, they just start getting real. No, no, no. That's something oh. we've been doing recently is to ev- evoke uh, sympathy for people to donate. We say something terrible happened to Katie. Oh, yeah. But it's always comical. Like oh. she was made eye contact with a bat. You know what I mean? Like something, <laughs> something shook her. So stay, stay with it. I'm saying oh, yeah. I'm talking to myself. Stay so, with it. Stay so with Zo- the topic. So Zoe Black was so nice to us. She was like being a really <laughs> sweet lady. And then Jared Leto hated us. Mm. Just hated us. Mm. Like we would like say something and he'd be like, I'm not going to do that. What you, oh, you were pitching him. Yeah, things. we were like pitching him something, and he goes, "I think I'm just going to read the teleprompter as is." I'm like, "But we could, you could have done that." He's like, "I'm okay." Do you remember what the pitch was? Uh, yeah, he he had to introduce a band called Young the Giant. Uh huh. And that uh, sounds very similar to Zoe Black to me. Yeah, and he, <laughs> we wanted him to say something like, uh, "It's not all about like the chicks. Like it's sometimes it's about the music." Right. And he was like, "I'm I don't do this for the chicks." 
I'm like, oh, haven't you dated every Hollywood actress? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you do? Well, you know what? That is difficult. I, I don't see him pulling that off, and I, I don't mean that to add to the pile of slams we're putting on Jared Leto right now, which we're not really. But I mean, like, I that's a hard, that's an attitude performance. Like, you have to be like, you have to be inside the joke for that to work. You can't just say it. Oh yeah. And those and those award shows when people come out, it's always so stilted and horrible. Horrible. Even funny people seem to can't crack it. Yeah, There's something very strange. Because they're reading it for the first time, pretty much. Like right. they, they went through a run-through of it, and right. they, they hate it. Like right. They right. hate it right. initially, and right. then now they're here in front of 6,000 people saying it. Right. I, I, get, I always get the feeling that it has, like, pause, like, for the timing. Yeah. Like pause, and they never nail it. It's always so awkward. It's, act, like, let's just act, let actors be actors. Yeah. Why do they have to be charismatic, interesting philanthropists? Yeah. Just, just act. Be the guy I like. Yeah, why can't Jared Leto just be an actor and a musician and a sometimes model? <laughs> <laughs> I what I'm I guess I we also want interesting. David Mamet said interesting actors are interesting people. Yeah, and I bet that's true. He said, he, and he uses Pacino as an example. He's like Pacino's just like an interesting guy. Wouldn't that would be a huge letdown if he wasn't? He was. He was just a boring yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm staying in. <laughs> that was Al. Staying in on a Friday. <laughs> what are you doing tonight, Al? Staying in. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> Not. I didn't yeah. pick him. That's true. David Mamet did say that. I, I wasn't setting that. myself up. Yeah, Al Pacino I... loves storage wars. That's all I know about. <laughs> What's behind that door? <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. I'm so sorry, but I'm having fun. Oh, no, no. We're that both was, having that fun. was it. He was just a big time dick mm. to us. Right. He wasn't friendly. And then you sat next to him later. Yeah. At coffee shop. At coffee shop in like the attractive Where section. he was seated in attractive. Yeah. He he was with uh, three like model types just having, you know, a Sunday brunch. Of course. Do you think they put the uglier waitresses? Because you got the waitresses and they probably rank them as well. Oh, absolutely. Do you put the hottest waitress in the uglies section or the hot section? Do you taunt the uglies or do you blend with the hotties? I think as a business, you do not taunt the uglies. <laughs> the customer is always ugly yeah the customer <laughs> that is uh, that is mostly true because like they're like most of the world is like incredibly ugly oh yeah yeah what is it 90 percent? 90 percent. like there is a 10 percent. every once in a while i mean not every once in a while i mean there's there's attractive people were we talking about this attractive people upset me i was at a party uh last night like a like a wedding kind of thing and I'd see a, uh, like a, a really attractive person, and my impulse would just be like, eh, "Fuck you, man!" Oh, all the man t- or woman. I uh, I wrote on the SBs and at the after after party, mm. like there was all these women there who were specifically there to like, like. Uh, fuck athletes like that's what uh-huh. they wanted to do mm-hmm. and they were like the most attractive women i had ever seen in my entire life yeah. like you don't see them during the day like i don't right. know where they go during the day they bathe in milk yeah they're just bathing in milk <laughs> napping and they're like oh i'm gonna have sex with amari stoudemire yeah but like yeah, yeah, at the yeah. same time like i saw them and i was just like you know what fuck you yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's hard yeah and then every once in a while you meet like a really attractive person who's also funny like you're john ham yeah oh that's unfair it's unfair Although every once in a while, and believe me, John Hamm, American treasure, John Hamm, every once in a while, the camera, because we see so much of him on Mad Men, I'm perpetually watching Mad Men. I can't oh, yeah. stop watching it. Oh, it's the best. Every season. I just keep rewatching. I love it so much. I love it so much. I just rewatched it, and uh, I forgot about that great Pete Campbell monologue. 
he has this little monologue that he does to Peggy. This is season one, I think. Oh, okay. So you're like really I, rewatching it. I'm all. I'm. I'm not joking. I'm always rewatching it because it's on Netflix. Yeah, and it's great to watch before bed. It's calming. I like watching people drink and smoke and fuck. And be calm about it. They are calm about it. There's never that anxiety. No. Breaking Bad, anxiety. Yeah. That's an anxious show. It's it's my one of my favorite shows, Premiere Tonight. Yeah. That gives people an idea of how long it takes us to put these out. <laughs> yeah. But the premiere is tonight. But it's a tense show. Your shoulder's tense. You're in danger. Oh, yeah. Like, Mad men. Whew. Yeah. Oh, it's, just, it's very, like, you just relax. And you're like, uh, oh, my God. They you're... eat a lot. Yeah. They're always eating oysters and, like... Veal, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just like give me a leet though. They didn't have lychee martinis, but they're drinking martinis and oh, just the you know the the decor and the suits and stuff. Everything, yeah, Every, everything. I sometimes think my psyche is the Mad Men office. You know what I mean? Because we all have a little Draper. We all have the little Pete. Yeah, I'm way more Pete. I would say like I'm. I have like mostly Pete. Is that is, right? Yeah, which is like so weird because like he's, he's the worst. Yeah, like, he's the worst. It's very mature of you to admit. Yeah, that. I don't know that about you. I'm not agreeing with oh, you. Oh no. Like when I'm like in, like deep inside myself, I'm like I really relate to Pete. Here, let me tell you this then, because this is the Pete monologue, and I want to know if you relate to this part. Okay, because I I strangely did. Oh God, the whole show is about loneliness to me. Yeah, Mad, Mad oh, is totally. about loneliness. <laughs> it's about isolation and depravity. So Pete Campbell, who's newly married to Trudy. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, lovely. <laughs> So he, he's married to Trudy, and he he returns the chip and dip. Do you remember this? Uh, yes, yes. He returns the chip and dip, and he flirts with the girl, and he's shot down. He's just so pathetic. He actually says to her, he goes, I have an expense account. You know, like he tries to use his money dick. Yeah. Because his dick dick isn't working, so he uses his money dick. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work. He returns the chip and dip. They, they'll only give him store credit, so he buys a rifle. Okay, back in the day, actually, you can still do that at Walmart in some yeah. states. He buys a rifle. And then he, his, Trudy fucking, it's brilliant because they just show him sitting in the chair with the rifle and she's yelling off camera. <laughs> so you can't even see her. But he looks so sad yeah. and alone. And then he goes to the office and he has to keep it at the office because, like, Trudy doesn't want it in the house or whatever. I don't know if that's kind of assumed. He has it in the office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Because you could have guns in your office. <laughs> Where there's drinking yeah. and just he, he that's actually what he does. He goes out of his office and he aims it at people, and it's one of those great unspoken things. Like Mad Men's such an understated show; they don't go like someone goes up and like really hit it on the head how just okay they are with it. Yeah, like people are, but they are. This is pre-office shootings, pre oh, totally. anything like that. So he's aiming, and everyone knows he's just being yeah. boys will be boys. Yeah. You know I was mean? tied on one during yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I'm taking a long way to say this, but anyway, he's he's uh, he has a rifle, and Peggy comes in, and I believe they've had sex at this point, and so they have a thing, and she sits down, and, and he starts talking about how uh, he hunts sometimes. And then he's like, you know, you shoot a, do uh, a deer and you tie it to your bumper and you drive home. And he's like, but really my dream is to shoot it. And then he goes like, I put the hind legs on my shoulder and I drag it to a cabin in the woods. And I go in and I, I tie it up and I drain it. It's kind of graphic. He says, I drain it with my knife. He has a big old knife. Another yeah. dick. His knife dick. Yeah. He uses his knife dick to drain it. These are my words. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he drains it. He dresses it. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. I, I imagine putting like a tie, yeah, tie on it. It's, it's the deer's funeral. <laughs> free podcast. You know people don't have to pay to listen to this. It's completely free. Yeah, no, that's so great. That's what... <laughs> 
<laughs> so now he's, he's, he's putting the, the suit on the deer. Yeah, there's then... a suit on this draining deer, which is uh, hilarious. If you're not laughing, you're not thinking about it. <laughs> so then, and then he says, and then I cut a loin right out of it. Okay, and uh, and then I go into the into the cabin, and there's and he just says, and there's a woman waiting. There's this woman, I think he says, like a nondescript woman. And she's waiting. And at this point, Peggy kind of gives him this weird look like she's not into it. And you think, oh, he's embarrassing himself. And then I give her the, the loin and she puts in this iron skillet. And then I sit there and she brings it to me. And I wipe my knife on my knee like because it's bloody. Yeah. And then I eat it while she watches. Okay? This is like the purest expression of male ego I've ever heard in oh, my yeah. life. And I forgot it. That's why you have to keep <laughs> watching it. Did you remember that? I, had, I do not remember that at all. It's I, season one. And then, oh, I'm sorry. Let me, this is the last button. And I, I'm talking so, so much, but I'm excited to see you and I'm having fun. Uh, Peggy says that would be perfect. That's oh, what yeah, she says. Because Peggy has like a male ego on that show. Yeah, but I think that I agree with you. I, yeah. But not yet. I think I wonder if she thinks I'll be the woman in the cabin, or if she. That's oh, an that, interpretation. that's that is interesting because yeah. that was before she like really developed. Oh, like, she's a completely different character. Yeah, yeah, when like she started, she was just the secretary, and like mm-hmm. that's what she was going to do for the rest of her life. Right. No. Right. No idea. No. I, at that point, though, she had sold the copy, so she was starting to. Oh, she's yeah. Get her, I was going to say get her balls. What a weird. <laughs> what a weird show this is. Yeah. <laughs> just after I compliment the show, then I'm like, this is a terrible yeah, show. Terrible show. <laughs> A free podcast? (laughs) I should pay you to listen to it. Uh, So you're Pete. Do you relate to that moment where I really think we got a glimpse into Pete? Do you have that? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's just times I I relate to, like, uh, sometimes, which is, I hate saying this, is, like, the the sociopath part of Pete. Where, like... Spoiler. I, yeah, sorry. Sorry, guys. You should watch it. You yeah, should have watched we, it. We should, we should take that out. <laughs> yeah, but Be- people bleep get that. Bleep can, that. Can we take that out? Oh, okay. So I spoiled, you just it, spoiled for it for Katie. But <laughs> yeah. So we don't do that for everybody. Can you mark the time? I'm really sorry. You don't Katie. even know who that character is, though, do you? Oh, okay. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm really, I feel terrible now. Actually, because this is kind of funny, can you just bleep what he said so we can have this the apology? Yeah. A, a good real spoiler <laughs> apology moment? Oh, yeah. I'm really sorry. This, no, <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, I mean, I'm saying for her, and she's yeah. furious. She's oh, yeah. Not, she doesn't look furious. But I mean, like, look. She surfs. You can't upset a surfer. Yeah, you were too busy surfing to watch Mad Men, and now it's got spoiled for you. I'm so sorry. She's in the, in the curl of a wave. She's <laughs> not remembering anything. Although, definitely bleep that. People will fucking shit. Yeah, uh, I, forget, I forget that. Like, <laughs> that's all that came out of my mind. All, all I mean is zero percent worry i i'm with you i know yeah. that happened but when that when that well, thing you, happened when that thing happened just how he reacted to it which was like i don't remember he was pretty, there was something sad happened yeah he went like this it was like well he was dealing with his own shit like yeah. he went he like bit his his knuckle and then like went back to work wow and like that's how i kind of feel most of the time well let me put this at you because, because that male ego thing is maybe more of a... I think all the characters have that a little bit. I think we all have that a little bit. I think Sterling has it. I think Draper has it. I think, I think all men have it. In you, fact, if you don't watch Mad Men, I still think this is pertinent. That monologue is just kind of a part of men oh, and, yeah. and probably a part of women as well. Oh, totally. There's that fantasy. But then here's the thing, and this is season one, so I don't care if this is a, a spoiler, that, that monologue and this point he makes. He talks about Trudy, his newlywed, and he says to, to uh, Peggy, he goes... You know, I, I thought 
I'd marry like my, you know, partner. You know what I mean? And then he says the worst thing, the most haunting thing, which I think is Draper's arc too. He goes, at the end of the day, she's just another stranger. And I was like, oh my fuck. Oh no. Oh no. So what it is is the never ending cycle, again, taking it out of Mad Men, I'm talking about in reality, potentially, of man, and I'm not talking about humans. But specifically men, I can only speak for men, I I can't, I don't know what it's like to be a woman, but a man wanting to be seen and understood and loved, you know, almost, you know, perfectly and appreciated and celebrated, that's the deer killing and that's the cooking it and nurtured and and known and uh, reflected back to him and then... And Don and, and other people keep finding it. You think you find it. And that's what love is. You fall in love. Oh, yeah. You're like, I'm here. I see myself in this person. I'm perfectly loved by this person. I perfectly love them. And then the tragedy when love fails is that we go, oh, you're just another person. Yeah. You're just some guy. It is the worst feeling in the entire world. <laughs> that you have to experience multiple times. Like, multiple, multiple times. Multiple times where that person that just seemed like the most important person in the entire world to you. Becomes nothing. <laughs> nothing. Becomes just another stranger. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. It's so dark that that person is going to live a full life away from you that you know nothing about. Yes. I, in fact, it's funny because when I got divorced and that was probably, that was my first breakup. Yeah. That was my first breakup, really. Uh, I comforted myself with that thought. It doesn't really work, but I, I laid around and I went, she's just some person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I tried to minimalize it. But uh, but I, you made me think of something else, but I'm, I'm losing it. It doesn't matter. But it's just strange when you have, like, years with that person mm. that your life is, like, together. Right. You're a we. That, like, you're experiencing all the same things right, together. Right, 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 right. That's what you made me think. Yeah. Was the idea that... When we broke up, I know we got divorced, but I, 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 maybe yeah. that's a coping thing. It just feels like a breakup. Yeah, breakup. I, I like breakup better. Break Divor- divorce divorce. so final. Yeah, and also I hate left. My wife left me. She uh, didn't leave. She was around. I saw her. <laughs> yeah. She was there. Her, her heart left me. <laughs> yeah. So the weird thing, and I remember when that breakup happened. Breakup's so active. It's badass. I see yeah. myself p- punching wood. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's very, it's very uh, powerful. Um, it's, it's not passive. Uh, anyway... I um, somebody just got on me for saying pussy. We're going to talk about that. Oh yeah, about using the term pussy. So I'm breaking. Uh, I'm breaking wood and st- oh. So then I remember thinking, and it was so tragic at the time. I went like, oh, she's going to like have a life without me. Now that thought doesn't bother me at all. But at the time, I, 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 I'm so dark. Yeah. Even though I am, you know, it's a genuine. I'm a go in kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a puppy sort of man. I also have thoughts like she goes, uh, we're breaking up, or you know, we're breaking up, and I go. Someday someone's going to tell me you died. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or if I, got, if I go first, someone's going to tell you that I died. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It, someone that you're with every day becomes a text. Yeah. Someone texts me, hey, your ex died. Exactly. Because, I mean, like, <laughs> w- while it's going on, in your mind, it's like, well, that person's totally going to be at the hospital when I die. Like, that right. person's going to be there, right. like, holding my hand, telling me, like, right. it's okay. Right. But then when you think, like, after just years, like, she may never find out, like, unless yeah. it's like, right. she's, like, reading Gawker. By the way, I do think you are big enough to be written up on No, Gawker. it's funny that you say that. It's funny that you say that. We've talked about that on the show before, the idea of getting popular enough that my wife gets the, my ex-wife gets these unpleasant little updates. Yeah. Not that I want to cause her agony, but clearly... Well, that then there is part of me that wants to cause her agony. Of course. Uh, of course, yeah. I mean, like, you... Uh, there's still that level of... I understand, like, in a breakup, like, there's no real winner. 
mm-hmm. but you, you still want to win. Mm-hmm. Like, even there's no winner. Like, it's like the small victories. Yeah. And that's like a negative feeling in, my, in me where I'm like, oh, like, well, let's just be an adult here. Right. But I'm still like, I hope she just saw that because right. I feel really good about it and I think that'll make her feel bad. That's so funny. That's so funny. She had to, she actually said that that was something that she considered. She was like, I'm not going to see you on TV and be upset about it or whatever. Because that was one of the kindnesses that she said towards the end. She was like, I believe in you. I really think. And that, that's, you know, when your wife is leaving you. And she's already like kicked you in, in the in the nards. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. <laughs> the nards, <laughs> nards. And she says, "But uh, I really think I think you're a good comedian." That's a that's a kindness. She didn't have to do that, but it, it was nice. Yeah, that's a way to like be like your your head's down. But then she's like, "But you're a good comedian." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, isn't that funny how close it is to our hearts? Yeah. At one point when that was happening, did you ever think like you could be like, "Well, I just need to write five minutes that win her back." Ah, very funny. Never. Never? She yeah. wasn't involved in my comedy. How do you merge that? Do you... I really try to keep it away. For a while there, I was like, it was like, this is the whole world that I'm in. And yeah. then now, like, I date a girl who's, like, not in comedy, and it's, like, so much better. That's so interesting, because uh, today, as I was preparing my sup, <laughs> it's not true, it was breakfast. I was making breakfast, and I thought, I think I overheard my neighbor say he was having a party. And I was like, ugh, right? Immediately, I was like, gross. Oh, I won't go to that. Like, I'll, I'll Gatsby it. I'll, you know what I mean? I'll just not be there. Uh, and, then, and then I thought to myself, and, you know, th- this is just kind of like now we're in fantasy land. It's just abstract. And I was like, it's weird that I'm always saying that, like, maybe you date a civilian. Yeah. But I never – oh, sorry. So, uh, a non-comedian. Yeah, People uh, hate that. Yeah, they do hate People it. Hate but, they, I mean, like, it is, I think, the best word to describe I know. It. Well, I forgot that we were doing a podcast, <laughs> yeah. actually. Is what just happened. I used to say that at the beginning. Now I, I, I break it down to introspective people that have a lot of thoughts. Yeah. I, I call them weirdos. And then non-weirdos. Perfect. That's okay. pretty good. That That's more inclusive. Because yeah. the people that listen to the show, whether or not they do comedy, I bet they're all weirdos. Uh, people that like this sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. They're weird. Yeah, but, but that's good. Right. Like I, it, The I, good I, weird. And I bet they think and they digest and they and they talk in the same way that we do. Yeah. Uh, but, so, they, but they are still lay people. And <laughs> yeah. Lay, lay people is, is, is fun. I, and you know what's weird is uh, military gets to use it. But then like I think even like dentists say it. Yeah. They're like, well, he's a civilian. Like he doesn't know about the, the K-9 and you know what it's like they everybody yeah likes which by the way like the percentage of the world that are dentists is like point zero 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 one. so yeah. like that means like the rest of the world is yeah, civilians yeah, yeah, yeah. to them well i mean what's the percentage of comedians oh man like well, there's like point zero zero there's less yeah. comedians than there are dentists I, exactly and people like need dentists <laughs> people <laughs> that's very funny i started a counter argument but i was like nobody's ever been like Throbbing, like I gotta go to a comedy show. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> a so comical, much. like you know, bow tied around their head, hot water bottle with ice in it. I need to see Cat Williams. Or- <laughs> <laughs> this is decaying, and only the styles of Cat Williams. Angel Salazar to the rescue. He's my go-to. Uh, oh, check it out! I've never seen him. That's his catchphrase. I do know that. Check it out. Check it out. I know an Angel Salazar story. When I did the Miami Improv, they told me that he left a vial of cocaine, uh, and he came back and was like, I don't care about... I'm doing... What is this voice? <laughs> I, I want to try it. It's accurate? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I left, I left uh, some cocaine. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing. But he goes, I don't want the cocaine. I'm assuming whoever found it did the cocaine, but the vial has sentimental value. <laughs> Please give me the vial back. <laughs> so funny. Anyway, uh, what were we saying? Literally, we were just on to something. We were, yeah, we were talking... Civilians is yeah. what got us off track. We were talking... Oh, the party. Yeah. So then I was like, 
sometimes I dabble in the idea of, of meeting or, or dating a non-comedian. But then I'm like, but I never hang out with non-comedians. Yeah. In fact, it bothers me sometimes. Yeah, well, it's very strange. Like, I think I made, like, more of an effort in the past year to hang out with n- non-comedians. Mm-hmm. And it's been so fun. It's so fun to have, like... Oh, great. A hobby. Yeah. Like, outside of comedy. Because I love talking about comedy. It's my favorite thing in the entire world. Right. I think it's the best... Most. I think it's the most important thing in the entire world. I... But, are you not even joking, yeah, though? No, no, I really do. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to sound like super yeah, yeah. grandiose. I do that too. And, but, I mean, fake voice, real point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why well, put myself out there? Yeah, and uh, I do it when I'm angry. I go, "You don't rem- you don't answer my text." But really, like, hey, answer yeah, my text. Yeah. <laughs> but I do fake voice. Yeah, it makes it, it makes it feel like it's not you. Saying yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's is, a character. It's great. Yeah, yeah. This character I, really hates you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, but comedy? I like. Yeah, I like hanging out with non comics. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember. The last girl that I dated was uh, was not a comedian, and it was nice. But then at some point, you're playing Settlers of Catan, and you want to die. <laughs> <laughs> you you, you want to fucking end your life. Like, I remember, I have a vivid memory of sitting... <laughs> Sitting at a table and it really wanting to light myself on fire and not move like that monk and just like burn up in front of them while they're like, I'll trade you three woods. <laughs> and that's a fun game, I bet, if you play with some. Yeah, with, with fun people. Fun people. And I, you know, I nobody that was there listens to this show, I don't think, but it, it was very painful. But I, I, I like what you're telling me. Yeah. And I prefer what you're saying to what I'm saying because I, li- I like the hope. Uh, the comedian has this plight, or at least I do, of wanting uh, things that I'm not sure I can have, like uh, non-comedian community. Yeah, it's just kind of like uh, my friend uh, Nick has always said he enjoys hanging out with like the kids he grew up with. Because mm-hmm. now that he's a comedian, he's always the funny one. So like, <sighs> he like saves up material. Wait, so when, to hang out with his old friends? To hang out with his old friends. And then he like just crushes and feels so good about himself wow. that he could then go back to hanging out with comics. But he just does it to like refresh his confidence. That is kind of crazy. It's crazy. He's the it, but it like it works. Like I've seen him around his friends and I'm like, man, he is on fire. Really? Like, I cannot turn that off. You know what's funny is 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 something is starting to happen now at the I don't know, it's been like eleven years of comedy. I always used to go home and be like, Nope, the dynamic's the same. Tom is funnier than me, uh, Aaron is funnier than me. Like just feeling like the lowest guy on the pole. That's why I where I had the need to prove it. Like I yeah. thought I was funny. Yeah. But I didn't necessarily have the environment where I could be funny. But what's starting to happen and i still think that my friend uh tom and Ern are both super super funny but i'm starting to catch up a little bit technically yeah they're still smart and funny in a way that i can't really do but technically when it comes to joke structure and stuff i mean it only took me 11 years but i'm starting to feel like i'm as funny as you were when you were 17 (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's that's the thing was like me and my group of friends from growing up they like hated me they like I was like the bitch of the group. Oh, good. So like they I would just it. like prod me all the time and tell me how unfunny I was. And then when I started doing comedy, they were like, "Why?" And then I just kept doing it. And now when I'm with them, like I am the funniest one of them. Oh, I love just it. just by the ability of that, I try to be funnier than them. Right there. Well, there's a weird thing that I think we're doing, comedians and weirdos as well, which is looking around and observing constantly. The comedian differs from the weirdo, the non-comedian weirdo, in the sense that we go up and, and say it to people, right? Yeah. So there is, there's a muscle tightening there. 
but we are constantly looking at bits. I, I, I don't think you could. T- I could tell you a joke that you didn't know at least where it was going. If I told you yeah. the setup of a joke, you'd have five guesses. Totally, you know I mean? and one of them would be right. And one of them would be right. Yeah, it, it's like the New Yorker caption card contest. Uh, you can probably guess what the artist <laughs> intended. I, I always point out that they, those were caption cartoons, and then they take them away. Yeah. They don't draw them for the contest every time. Usually, it's like taken away, so you can find. What the original caption was. Often it's the one uh, that the artist intended, actually, which uh, is pretty interesting. That is mildly interesting. That's mildly interesting. So, how are you a sociopath? Oh, I, I, I'm not really. I no, just, I don't mean it like that. Right. I mean, like, we're all sociopathic. Sometimes I worry that I don't have enough empathy. Sometimes I worry that I, I'm I, callous to certain things. I think one, uh, this is like crazy. Uh, I've never talked about this, but like, I think that there was like a moment when I was like younger that like really. Uh, affected how i behaved for like the next i guess like 14 years like when i was 10 uh like my little brother died and that was like a rough thing oh for my me. gosh i didn't know that yeah no i don't so you were 10 it. years old i was 10 years old and he was two and like i remember it, it like really like fucked up my relationship because i went to catholic school growing up uh-huh. so like the night before uh he died he had just been released from the hospital he had heart surgery and uh, the night before, like, uh, my family had a hot box, which is where you get, like, pay-per-view channels for free. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> so, like, I was 10 years old, and, like, I remember I watched, like, a, like, this porno about, like, a weather channel girl, but it was, like, softcore, maybe. It was, like, a weather... Yeah, she, she was a weather person? She was a weather person, and then she would have sex with all the guys that worked at the news... Yeah, yeah. Uh, the news station. Wait, you were with me when I wrote that tweet, which was the filthy meteorologist that was, like... Uh, I like my I like my weekends in the high mid seventies and the girls on my dick in the low twenties. <laughs> <laughs> and I tweeted it low. I, I I wrote D instead of dick. I, I'm filthy on the show. Twitter. Sorry, say on this. It's so it's so interesting. Oh yeah. So like that happened, and I remember like the next morning, my parents took me to my uncle's, and then they went to the hospital with him, and. I just remember like blaming myself when he died because I like watched uh, pornography. Oh my goodness! Because of like Catholic school, that was the worst. Because of the guilt. Because I'm assuming like in the movie Psycho. Yeah. Remember in Psycho when he's looking through the hole. Yeah. And he's jerking off. They made uh, yeah. that clear in the remake. In the remake, they're like showing him jerk <laughs> off. <laughs> There's a tight on Vinnie Vaughn's dick. Yeah. Just going up and down, up and down. Yeah. Lotion. There's, a, there's some Jergens in the back. <laughs> he's got Kleenex everywhere. Uh, but, it, but okay, so there's this thing about the movie Psycho where he, you know, he masturbates, and that's like this relationship. Or, like, he's done something vile. Yeah. What people don't know is, is uh, or not everybody knows is, or maybe not everyone experiences, there is kind of, like, a little bit of shame, especially if you're raised Catholic or, or Christian. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you're coming with <laughs> the meteorologist. Yeah. There's so many puns. <laughs> and then uh, you, and then, and then this tragedy happens. And, and you, you put directly it relate them. Like, you're like, That's tragic. That's it was so sad. So tragic. And I remember I just was like super emotionless for like a bunch of years. Where like After that. Yeah, where like nothing could really phase me until I was about like nineteen. And then uh, and then that I, I kind of like started getting like hyperactive in my emotions where I would be mm. like 
She's well, you're an emotional meltdowns. guy now. Yeah, now I've, I've got like everything you're making in up check. For it. Yeah, exactly. There was a time where I was like 22, and I'm like, you know what? I've cried a lot these last three years. Yeah. Was it because I held it in for so long? If that's true, I mean, I I, I say this, I talk about it on the show all the time. I, I envy people that can cry. I really do. I I, yeah. I want to cry. I actually, uh, sorry, <laughs> point to Katie who does yoga. That's why I was about to apologize <laughs> to her, and I also apologize to the listeners for talking about it. But I, I feel like that might be opening me up or something because I'm tearing up a lot more oh yeah during movies and like uh for no reason i'll just start kind of getting sad or, t- or cry i don't even know why i cry during movies like it's uh, movies or books like i read when i read moshe's book yeah uh, like the end of it i was just pouring tears yeah i was like on a plane like looking around like i'm like oh, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what did i just do <laughs> it's like, like, i can't turn it off that's, i'm crying so much but that's incredible but it's not like you don't read the word that's the the emotional punchline and i opened the door and they were dead yeah. and and then you cry at the fact. You're no. just crying at a feeling. Yeah, the feeling it's giving me. Like, the way it was, like, everything gets set up in, like, films. Like, oh, it's, God, it's, you're, yeah. you're so in my wheelhouse yeah. right now. <laughs> I was watching, today, this was today, I was watching, I'm so obsessive. I tend to run hot and cold, like a sociopath. <laughs> and uh, I was, no. And I was watching, uh, no. I had to say no. <laughs> no. Just, just so people wouldn't, yeah. not really. How fucking frail are we? You know what I mean? How fucking frail are we? Uh, so I'm watching, uh, so because I tend to be like, oh, this is clearly my obsession is, is yoga right now. And I was watching a documentary about yoga, and which is, which is Katie's laughing. I didn't even realize that that is something you should keep to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I am. If I'm interested in something, I'll start reading about it. I'll start watching every movie I can find about Totally it. understand that. Yeah, yeah. I saw a magician last night and then watched a documentary <laughs> about magic. So that's how I am as well. What, and what an age we live in that you can just Netflix it. And, exactly. And it's so easy. Like, oh, my God. It's so easy. Life is so much better with that stuff. Fuck all the shit that technology is taking from us. It's oh, also giving back. It, yeah, you. I know more about things than the people in the 60s knew about. Of like, course. That, I, in a lifetime. Yeah, it's so great. Like it's, it's People a, back in the 60s, I'm, a, I'm assuming there were much fewer people that you're like, this guy's a jukebox. I can pick any topic. But pretty much any topic, even me, and I'm, I'm a knucklehead, Yeah, I know something about it. Yeah, everyone, I feel like everyone I know knows a little bit about everything. Exactly. Yeah. And I bet back in the 60s, if that's what we're going to use, that was one guy at the party. One guy, and they were like, what does he do for a living? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Constantly reading, no people skills. Uh, and now we can look at magic and yoga documentaries. But I'm watching the yoga documentary, and it was, ju- it was just a feeling... Now, what's happening in a yoga documentary? They're talking about health. They're talking about uh, love. They're talking about spirituality. These are all things that I like. Yeah. I'm all about uh, rebirth. I'm all about uh, healing. It's, those are, I think anybody is. These are things that are in movies. Someone yeah. gets healed. And that's what was happening in the movie. Someone got healed from something that they did holistically. And then there's a whole thing about 9-11 in it because uh, they had a class on 9-11 or whatever. And those are obvious triggers. And I, I teared up when I saw like a 9-11 memorial. That's normal. Yeah. If you were watching the movie of my life, you'd go, oh, he's crying at that. But then there was another part in the movie that it was beautiful. For no reason, my whole body got super tingly and I cried and I was like, it was on nothing. I didn't. I couldn't rewind it and be like, "That's what it was." It was just a general feeling. Yeah, it was just that like happy feeling, and it was a good. That's exactly right. You know what I'm talking about because oh, it's like a happy feeling. Happened to me this morning. And, but I, and maybe I'm, it was the same time. 
I'm so I'm so embarrassed. To, I'll say what it was, but I'm very embarrassed. Mine was uh, a I've, yoga documentary. Mine's worse. Join me. Mine was the real world St. Thomas. I was watching an episode of it, and they have this thing where they, there's these two people. Uh, Rob, he's from Pennsylvania, and he's like tall and redheaded. Mm-hmm. And then there's a girl from Staten Island who's like a real ball buster. And they're obviously painting a picture that they're like going to be in love. Mm-hmm. Like that's what the mm-hmm. season's going to be about. They're like the big love story. And it just made me feel like so uh, nostalgic because they're like 23 or 24. Mm-hmm. And she's at that point where like your feelings are not important. Like where you're like you deny them at all turns. Like you like you can't tell the person you like them. Right. So she's like he's like the best guy I've ever met in my entire life. I mean like he could it could be just a friend. This is what she's saying. Yeah. And then the the episode ended right after that with them like cuddling and Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. talking about how they had their first kiss. Mm -hmm. I like I cried Mm because I was like. That's really what like love is. Like you're watching someone else. It was the most real moment I've ever seen on the real world. Really, where they're not drinking. It's in the morning, right, 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 and they're right. being honest with one another. Right. I liked that. Wow. I wanted that. It yeah. was too. It was too intimate. Yes. For that to be on that show of yeah. some people. Like, There's one artsy director that's <laughs> like, there are things happening yeah. behind the jacuzzi, guys. Yeah. Stop pushing in on the tits and ass. <laughs> he's got a beret. Of course, yeah. he's got a beret. That's fucking beautiful. I don't think that's that. I don't. I don't think anybody would find that embarrassing. I, I understand what you're saying. Traditionally, yeah. that's your. I'm a sociopath. No. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I, I cried at the real. No. <laughs> Uh, so tell me about about sociopaths, actually. So this terrible thing happened in your life, and what was your reaction to it? Not crying? It was, it was not crying. Like, I just didn't know how to, like, process it, because when you're 10... Like, you don't have it. You yeah, literally don't have you it. You don't have it. You have no people skills whatsoever, and yeah. then this thing that, like, you don't think about dying at 10. Right. Like, it's not a, a thought that you have a right, lot, right, unless right, right. you are going to... You're uh, exceptional, I guess. There are except. There, have yeah. you seen that documentary? There's a. Oh, I wish I knew the name of it. There's some kid. It's incredible and incredibly sad, and it's a documentary about this kid who his whole life was talking about killing himself. His oh. whole life. Did he? And they were like, we can't remember a time that he could talk and wasn't talking about killing himself. Did he kill? And himself? he did kill himself. Uh, I don't like that. It's. I'm. This is a heavy episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm really enjoying. It's also peppered with some pretty silly. Yeah, yeah. We remember dressing the deer. Yeah, <laughs> it was a deer in a suit. I pictured, by the way, I pictured a red tie. Oh, mine was yellow stripe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Red dye to match the blood. Yeah. You had a more stylish deer. Yeah. So anyway, he did kill himself. And, and it was a, a very fascinating uh, dis, uh, you know, in, look into um, people who were like maybe predisposed to just be severely uh, interested in their own death and, and uh, suicide. Uh, their own suicide. Yeah. Which Not is, other people's that's suicide. That's uh, so dark. I w- it's incredible. And they made it. The parent, his parents were filmmakers, and they. This is epic that they could find this, the will to do this. They edited the movie together with old home video footage. Boy interrupted. That's what it's called. Oh wow! It's on Netflix. By I the think. way, I want to see a documentary about those parents. Yeah, those parents are. Well, the the movie covers them a little bit. It's incredible in the face of that grief to be like you know they waited. Yeah, they're not. Sociopath, that's the yeah. theme. <laughs> but, you know, they waited and then they went back and looked at the footage. And you can see him as a 10-year-old being like, Mom, I'm going to jump off this clip so, sort of stuff. Or like, oh, actually, I think what, what he actually says is I'm going to find a shotgun and I'm going to shoot myself sort of thing. And they're, what, they're like, what's that? It's like incredible. I mean, there's never been 
a better argument for me. Like people, I think, you know, when Tom Cruise goes off about antipsychotics, I'm like, this is actually making sense to me. Yeah. When people watch like the Matt Lauer thing, yeah. and I'm like, I'm kind of with Cruise on this one. Even though then you see something like this. And you're kind of like, by the way, I'm not with Cruise. (laughs) I I can see where he's coming from. Plus, I love Tom Cruise. Uh, I do love Tom Cruise. It's so hard to deal with like that. Yeah. I I can shut it off. I compartmentalize my Cruise. That's what I do. (laughs) Exactly. And you know what? I would never say anything about Scientology because. You you mean. Yeah, I just want to. That was a silence gunshot. Yeah, like yeah, I know a lot about Scientology. Do you? Yeah, I just kept reading about it like for the past month. I have that book on uh, tape on my phone. Uh, one of the one of the one of the. And he's super interesting. Like everything. Like Elron. Uh, I like to think his name is E L R O N Elron. I'm I'm. <laughs> What's up? I'm Elron. Elron. Elron Hubbard. Bringing this shit to the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for that kind of a fact, uh, offensive black side. Yeah, we, we talk about dynamics, motherfucker. <laughs> Over the goal line. I love it. I love it. Well, we okay. We got a lot of irons in the fire, which is how I like to talk. But we were. What were you about to say? Uh, I was going to talk about how, like, yeah, like when I was ten, like I didn't know how to right, process that's what it, it is, yeah. and I was just kind of, uh, you know, I felt like super hollow for years, and then I would yeah. just like fill that with just therapy. I never went to therapy. I've never been. I've never been in my entire life. Did you life. talk to your parents? I'm not saying this is a failure on your parents' part. What do you do? Oh, I mean, yeah. they're grieving, too. They were grieving, too. And, like, my... Uh, they stayed together, which apparently doesn't happen very much. Really? Like, through that. Like, apparently, you always break up the death of a child. Oh, really? Because is it why? It's the constant reminding of, like, you guys did that together, and then that uh. happened. So, like, my mom got, like, super into, like, spirituality, and, like, mm-hmm. like whenever she sees a butterfly like white butterfly she's like that's him and then i have to oh, be like uh oh. <laughs> like, you know what i did i was like i hope it is that's what i <laughs> that's did what you, that's I, what you did that's what i do can i can i tell you something really interesting that i just learned about spirituality because of katie she told me to listen to stuff to blow your mind did i already say this on the show i don't care is the idea that people who have this chemical in their brain that typically make you more of a hugger, more – it's on the hug episode if you want to listen to it. More of a hugger, more of a trustworthy seeming person and a happier seeming person. Okay, me, yeah. right? Yeah, you like hugging. Love hugging. You and Gerard Carmichael are the only two people I've hugged <laughs> as Calvics. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, I hugged you – did I hug you when you came in? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't, uh, maybe not. I think you were going for it. Yeah. I took your hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, hugger people have more of this chemical. And it sounds like Oxycontin, whatever the chemical is. I don't know what the chemical is. But I remember I was like, oh, it sounds like Oxycontin. But don't remember that. Remember the name of it. But then I forgot. <laughs> that was my mental process. But that those people tend to look for patterns more. They're more inclined to read meaning into things. I.e. be religious. Yeah. Be spiritual. And like how many spiritual people are also like super huggy? Like it checks out. Yeah. No, it totally does. That, Pe- that checks out. Yeah. People who are religious like to be touched. They like to, <laughs> they do like <laughs> the human connection. And there's a lot of shaking hands and yeah, hugging. Yeah, yeah, and- yeah. I th- yes. There's, of course, exceptions to that because I'm thinking of some of the more mousy, uh, you know, introverted people that I went to church with. But like the leaders and stuff typically are, seem to be – or at least if I'm picturing a church leader, I'm picturing like a huggy kind of guy. Yeah. So I don't know about your mom, but when I heard that, I was like, oh, my fuck. It does kind of go back down to science that my brain – is predisposed to watch yoga documentaries and cry <laughs> because I'm like, there's meaning in life and butterflies are little boys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. I yearn for that 
And you could look at a CAT scan and be like, I bet this guy yearns for boy butterflies. <laughs> you could find it in my brain. Boy butterflies. This guy found a boy. He loves boy butterflies. I didn't even know until your mom said that. So, but you're rolling your eyes, oh, which I get. Yeah, yeah. it's just... Did uh, it make you jaded? Were you like, fuck everything? I think it was like the moment where I became like a little bit more cynical in my in, in everything. Just yeah. because there's like just a part of it. You lose your innocence. Mm-hmm. Like I feel, And you lost it. Yeah, Real early. Like at 10. Like it's just kind of like one of those things where mm. like everything, I guess it's like stand by me. Like when they find that dead body, mm-hmm. like there are different people. I'm so sorry, Sean. I, I know that's, what can that mean to you? But it's terrible. Oh, no. Yeah, no, it's fine. Like I've, I, I've kind of like become more well adjusted through. Well, you know, I don't mean this as a joke. I'm like, I like making fun of you and you know you can be fucked up sometimes i you know what yeah. i mean in oh, the way yeah. that i'm fucked up too oh totally you know like i gave you that ride home you were blackout drunk oh yeah <laughs> well that at that time i would say like that was a, a bad moment of my life right yeah right well we'll get all we'll oh, get yeah. all into that i'd love to talk about your uh, sobriety and stuff but uh my thought while we were talking was i was, I was like it's remarkable that you got your shit together you know what I mean? Yeah. That you that you found a way, or are still finding ways to process this this grief that, that that's insurmountable. Yeah, is that a word? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah, you're finding a way to surmount it. Yeah, <laughs> but are you an only child? I no, mean, was I have, he your only brother? I, no, I have a, a a younger brother who is also older than uh, Timmy. So in oh okay, so he's the youngest, and yeah. now you have another brother who also went through this. Yeah, he also went through that, and he was six. Oh boy, yeah. Is that better? I think it's better because there's like not even right. the thought, like right. Uh, you? Oh no, he was two at the time. Okay, so, and I was ten. No, he was four, and I was uh, ten. This is like outliers. Yeah, and I'm saying something kind of fucked up, and referencing my favorite author, Malcolm Gladwell, or one of them. <laughs> You were the young – Bill Gates was the youngest he could be to understand computers when computers became available. And you, in a fucked up outlie, were the youngest you could be to understand grief when grief was introduced yeah. to you. Like yeah. something tragic. Oh, totally. That's, that's horrible. It's, yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. And so you didn't cry. You didn't go to therapy. You kind of locked it up and felt hollow. Yeah, locked it up, felt hollow. Uh, like had this real like – I really think about dying a lot. That's always happened since right, then. Right, Just because it's like, uh, it's the worst. I feel like it's the worst yeah. moment. I, I know a lot of people are saying like, well, that's like, you know, like going to be the best. What, death? Yeah, be, uh, because there's like a popular opinion that like, you know, death isn't that bad where it's just like. In what way? There's a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, I, I mean. In I the heaven way? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even, I don't, I'm, I'm like uh, outrageously agnostic. Because mm-hmm. I I want to play both sides. Like that's ha- that's another sociopathic nature. Is uh, like I'm trying to stay right in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like if if it ever happens to be like that, there is like some sort of thing. Because we are yeah. all energy. Yeah, our ener- our energy has to go somewhere. Right. Uh, I like I like to play that side. Right. I, 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 I understand sides. that, but not necessarily the uh, magical prayer to a certain specific god required. Yeah, I think I I feel like uh, And I don't mean to say magical disrespectfully. I just mean like a important giving uh, your heart to one deity. Oh, totally. Like I I mean there can be multiple gods if right. there is a god, I feel. Right. It's just one guy. I feel or, like or lady. The world seems to have voted on that. Although Hindus Yeah. They got a lot. They're all blue. They're that all goes, blue. That goes back to your yeah. Avatar. They're like a team. I like that. They are a team. I don't like I don't like ensemble crime fighting, 
and I don't like ensemble religions. Give me, oh, okay. give me Batman and give me Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no X Men, no Hinduism. <laughs> no, I, I don't mean to see. Even saying that, I'm like, unless Hinduism is real, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm yeah. kidding. I love it. Oh, always. Like I will backtrack. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was real. My stomach got tight, and I was like, just kidding. What if I'm Hindu later? Oh, there, there's. <laughs> There's times where like I like when I read about like Richard Gere and stuff I'm like should I just become a Buddhist? He yeah. seems pretty happy. See that's why I'm crying at yoga documentaries. W- whenever it's a hint of truth and peace and zen and serenity and healing and life and you're just like <laughs> you want it so bad. Yeah, you, you do. You want it so bad. I do want that feeling like there was that uh, do you meditate? I do. I talk What's a, happening to me. I, I talk a lot about <laughs> meditation. I really want I want to meditate. I've tried to do it like twice, but the entire time I had like this is such bullshit and like i want to turn that off what are you doing uh you know just like closing my eyes trying to turn my brain off yeah that's not it man <laughs> yeah yeah that, I'm not, you're not supposed to talk i'm not supposed to like i'm not authorized to teach or whatever but you but you i'll say what the beatles said okay that's it, that's perfect yeah not in the song <laughs> they used to do transcendental meditation which is what i do and you, you're given a mantra they said mantra mantra you're given a mantra aren't you mantra yeah mantra. You know, john you get a mantra <laughs> and he gets a mantra, and they're from Manchester. Oh, fuck me, fuck me forever for that one. You're giving a mantra, mantra, fuck. And it's the repeating of the mantra. Like, if you don't have something in lieu of, oh, this is bullshit, then you will, uh, yeah, then you, thank you, Katie, will never, uh, you'll, uh, you'll never be able to shut off your brain. So you have to have this thing to go back to. Oh, okay. Now, the, the teaching is, is essential, and I recommend it, tm.org, if you want to look into it. And I can give you the email of my teacher. I think it's great for comedians. It's great for everybody. But even when I'm in it, one of the great things about Transcendental Meditation, which I, I, I'll talk about this for five days, by the way, is uh, it's not fragile. Even when you're in this wonderful Zen, when what they would say you transcend, I can still go, Wow, this is lasting forever. You know, like, and it doesn't break it. Yeah, it's not like a dream. It, it it's right there. It stays with you. It's solid. Oh, I like that. You'll love See, it. that's the thing. I just want to turn my brain off like once. Yeah, man, do it twice a yeah. day for twenty minutes. That's it's the great, best. and it, you just feel better. Like you, it makes Absolutely. you feel better. Yeah, it it uh, it they teach it. Uh, one of the re- it's expensive. Okay, so it's like I'm embarrassed at how expensive it is. It's expensive, but the thing they use the money to fund these programs where they teach it for free to like inner city kids. Like they, there was this all girls school where they were all fighting all day and everything shit fights every day. Uh, horrible, you know, all the things. Yeah. Just picture You got it. They teach them how to meditate. And, uh, there were, there was the girls that were like deeply depressed, uh, you know, that had, uh, children and stuff and yeah. were really under, under the weather. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know how to say yeah. it. And, and meditation certainly can't solve all your problems. And maybe for some people it doesn't work at all. I don't know. But this school, no fights. Everybody's – like it, it changed everything. I want to see a documentary about that. Uh, Just, I'll give you one. Do they have a documentary about the inner city girls? Uh, no, that would be great. Yeah, I, I hope they got film crews on that. I just want like the like the before where they're all just like you yeah. fucking bitch, yeah, 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 and yeah. it's like yeah, transcendental meditation. <laughs> <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard, get over here. <laughs> Yo, my name's L. Ron. I love meditating. I also love stress tests. We said keep Scientology out of it. It's my jam. L. Ron Hubbard, Jesus Christ. Is this the best or the worst? Anyway, so where were we? I'm, we're following the grief, but with levity. 
Yeah. Every once in a while we break it. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about what we're doing on the show as it's happening. So uh, stay on no, it. No, I do. If you, lo- if you don't mind, I'd love to hear everything. Oh, no, I love this. Like, I like going into the yeah. serious thing and then doing a black scent. L. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Hubbard's here to help you. L. Yeah. Ron Hubbard. Well, that's when I first learned about death. <laughs> Dianetics, bitch! L. <laughs> Ron Hubbard. Uh, I've had that joke for decades. I, I wrote Hubbard. that joke as a kid. Oh, I love it. I was like, L. Ron. Sounds like a name. L. Ron. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Just, of course, it's questionable if it's okay, but if you commit to it, I think people are okay. Uh, I think L. Ron Hubbard gets a bad rap. He, I think he's a good. I think he the was. Bit? I think he was a good guy, L. Ron Hubbard. Oh, the real man. I feel like the people who uh, were after him uh-huh. is what really destroyed. How interesting. I like because I I feel like yeah, all right it's it's a, a religion or whatever you could have any type of, type of religion you want mm-hmm. so I'll give him that it's not a religion it's not except <laughs> in when it comes to taxes yeah then it's suddenly a religion they sued the IRS and won that's so impressive they're badass by the way I just don't want them to like dump my garbage out I get it man I get it but uh yeah the the next guy David Miscavige he seems like a real bad guy. Oh really? Yeah, like read about him. I, I'm not gonna say. Well, I've been, I've been watching. See, my I like watching. I'm so I, I. You know, I'm not gonna be hard on myself. That's how my brain likes to learn. You, I only like to read about sports and music. Okay. So I can't. I, I'm a philistine. Oh, there you go. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not. You're you're doing great. But uh, I watch all this stuff about the you know the camps they have that the kids work all day. Oh yeah. Like you know. Sea Org. Sea Org. Exactly interesting it is interesting. look it up on the youtube i just like i just want to know how like i i'm interested in it in the way where it's i want to just know what goes on i love secrets of course secrets so much what's better than secrets secrets are the best thing in the entire world start making some secrets (laughs) this is the first step of us having our own thing yo it'll be so great on analogy like whenever a friend's like uh, I had sex with this girl, and I'm like, who? And they're like, I'm not telling. I yeah. Like, it ruins me. Secrets. <laughs> Secrets. I love a secret. I love it. It's so great. Secrets and ritual. I was just thinking, I was, I, uh, fucking, because I'm friends with uh, Duncan Trussell, I'm reading mm-hmm. book four by Alistair Crowley. Oh, okay. He was a, 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 a legendary skeptic, right? Yeah, I, I, you know, I haven't, cultist. I haven't read enough of it, but it's, it's certainly the occult. Yeah, I joke. I'm like, since I've known uh, Duncan, I now have an occult section in my yeah. library, <laughs> and I casually read it. I, I mean, like that. I, I, yeah. I treat it like every once in a while, I'll read a couple pages, and I'm like, this is heavy, <laughs> but it's all about magic and the occult. It's yeah. about the occult. My mom would be so upset. <laughs> but uh, uh, we love that stuff. At the beginning of the book, where they're like, this is to this person. There are all these like secret symbols and shit. You go to the Mormon temple. There's all these secret sh- symbols oh, yeah. on the it. Freemasons have secret symbols. Freemasons yeah. right under our nose. The Freemasons. I love the Freemasons because if you like look them up now, like, yeah. Who's the members of the Freemasons? Yeah. It's like a bunch of just like carpenters. Like, really? Because it's my understanding that M. Night Shyamalama Ding is one. Well, I well I w- looked up the Beverly Hills chapter and yeah. they have like a pictures of them. Uh huh. By the way, maybe I looked up just Masons. <laughs> <laughs> After I said carpenter, I was yeah. like, did I look up Masons? You just looked up inexpensive carpenters. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll do it for free. I just love the work. Get out of here, you Freemason. <laughs> All right, <laughs> secret symbols. <laughs> uh, you okay? But I, I am Night Chum. I love this uh, Matt Groening, uh, Kramer, Michael Richards. Oh, okay. uh, these are all thirty-three degree masons. Who told me this? 
my uh, stoned brother. So yeah. I mean, like, is it true? I don't know. And, I, and was my brother stoned at the time? Maybe. I would like it to be. Just, that's a, a weird assortment of people. So. Yeah, I was making fun of Mason, or not making fun of Masons, but I was spewing my Mason, my Masonic, uh, you know, conspiracies hey. and stuff. And I remember at my job, uh, a very high-ranking television person wasn't laughing, and I was like, and I noted that. Because it was pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh. And this guy was kind of my boss. And then, like, later I saw his license plate had something 33. And I was like, great. I'm going to get fired because I just made fun of a Mason. Yeah. But, you know, who knows what they're up to. Well, that's it. What, what did the Freemasons do? Like, what do they do? They meet. They meet. And uh, that's all we know. <laughs> yeah, like, I just want... <laughs> I just want to know, like, they're doing something interesting. Like, yeah. Well, the Simpsons see Matt Groening, if he is one. The Stonecutters. The Stonecutters episode was a very funny re- response to that. Let's get drunk and play ping pong. Yeah. Like, they read from the Holy Scroll, and then they say, now, <laughs> now let's get drunk and play ping pong. And I was like, I think that's what we're supposed to think they're doing. Yeah, they're just hanging out. It's like a guy's club. But they're tied to some murders, some pretty interesting assassinations okay. throughout time. Because it's, it's an old organization. Oh, right. Like, the kind of murders that you'd be like, oh, that really swayed. Did they do Franz Ferdinand? The band, the, the 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 guy, they killed him. They killed the, the original guy from the the guy Franz Ferdinand. That's what started uh, World War One. They were around back then. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what my brain. Not even as a joke. I was like, like I hear you, but I know there's a band Franz yeah. Ferdinand. <laughs> Are they like Menudo? There's always a new Franz. Always a, there's always five young men. As long as time has existed, there's been a Franz. <laughs> So who's Franz? Who's Franz Ferdinand? Oh, he's like a, a. Do you know he's like a? He was like in Hungary. He was like a Hungary guy. He was a, a Hungary. Hungarian. Guy. Yeah, Hungarian. Hungarian sounds like a slur. These fucking Hungarians, Hungarians over here. We're from Hungary. We prefer to be called Hungry guys. <laughs> hungry guys. That's what I want to call them. That is what you call them. I've never met a Hungarian. Um, hung like a Hungarian is a great book. Hung like <laughs> that's not real. Do you know the name of the porn? Oh no! It was. I really wish I knew. I want to say. Would you, if you knew the name of it, watch it now? Watch it now. This is he. What like why I ruined my entire life? Is <laughs> it worth it? No. See, I. You know the the same things are going on in my life. So I repeat things. I just bought a Playboy from my youth. I'm in this weird. I buy shoes that I had when I was 15. Oh, yeah. Uh, I wanted the Playboy. And it, and it's funny. It wasn't erotic in the least, but it was fun to have it, remembering which articles which I one, read and stuff. Which one was it? Uh, I believe it's June 1991. Who was on the cover? Lisa Matthews is her name. And oh. that was my Playboy. Oh, and okay. I have it, and I look at it, and I'm troubled that it doesn't uh, arouse me anymore. Like, I'm like, I need more than that. <laughs> yeah, they give you almost nothing. They give you nothing. They give you uh, airbrushing and yeah. uh, dirty jokes. Yeah, dirty jokes. Uh, there's some of, the, some of the panel cartoons I don't even get. And what's even weirder is I know some of those guys now. Oh, really? Isn't that wild? Oh, that, you should call them and be like, yeah, you yeah, explain yeah. this you, joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll tell you one. There's this man... And he's wearing a pink blazer and white pants. So he looks like a, well, it could be they're trying to communicate gay. I'm not sure. He doesn't, you know, there's no limp wrist. It's not super obvious. He just looks debonair. debonair. Yeah, he looks debonair. debonair. He's got a thin mustache, slick back, kind of balding. And he's got great posture. 
and he's like holding uh I don't know, a jacket or he looks put together. White pants Miami. Yeah. Picture a guy in Miami. <laughs> okay, I got it. I got it. <laughs> and he's got uh, two suitcases. He's at the baggage claim. And the dogs are hugging these like drug sniffing dogs are hugging and like le- rubbing up against his bag sexually. Kind of like not not humping it, but they they look like they're purring if dogs purred. Okay, like they're just so happy and ecstatic about his bags. And the caption is: is there's a, a police officer, and he says, "Mind if we take a little peek into your bags, sir?" And I was like, "I've been thinking about this for days." Yeah, you want to know my guess? Yeah, he's got dildos, used dildos in the bags. That's my guess, and they love the smell of pussy. That's my guess. Oh, that's all I got. What else is it? Oh, I have no idea. Like I really, when you were telling me that, I'm, I'm thinking. All right, so I was thinking Miami, and then there's those drug sniffing dogs, but then they're sexually aroused. They look giddy. They, they one of them is on his back, legs kind of spread, shoulders pushing into the bags like you would if they were women almost. Yeah, it's either that or or they love drugs. But dr- drug sniffing dogs, when they find drugs, don't go. Oh yeah, yeah, back to my drugs. And, and it's Playboy. Everything in it is sexual. Yeah, there's an ad in it. It's great. It's worth it buying just for the ad. There's like a Benson and Hedges ad where it's like, or no, it's, I think it's Jordache jeans or something. And there's a girl holding the hands of two men, and it's from behind, and they're walking. And I was like, oh. The implication thing they're going to fight. It's in Playboy. Yeah. I see that in another magazine. I'm like, how nice. I'm thinking of a different backstory. No, but Playboy is like, they're fucking. They're going to fuck. Yeah, like if there's a cigarette and it's a mouth, it's supposed to be your dick. Exactly. And that's that's the benefit of advertising in Playboy. Yeah. The sex is assumed. (laughs) So anyway... Would you watch meteorologist porn? <laughs> I, I think I would. I, I really would want to like see it. I'm not trying to be insensitive. You know that. I really want to see it only because I really don't remember if it was softcore or hardcore. <laughs> and if I because at ten I did not masturbate at all. I remember right. I would just watch get and all. then like get a boner and then pee. And I thought that's what you did was like because oh I'm gonna pee so hard after this because I didn't masturbate till I was like uh, fourteen. Okay. Which is late, and I remember. I, I think I was fifteen. Me, myself, and Irene <laughs> was the first movie where I was like, I don't think this is what se- like m- like coming is. Is because after he's done having sex, he's like peeing all. Oh over the place. right, right, right. And I had always just thought like what what coming was is like you get hard and then you pee and right. it goes like all over the place. Right, right, right. Hard on. Oh, that's funny. So that movie was uh, it was like, oh, he just had sex. Why is he? Uh-huh. Something else is happening. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh, I'm a child. I should not be doing anything. I get it now. All right, so all right, so meteorologist porn. And the guilt, you did develop a, a magical thinking that you had somehow contributed. Yes. That makes so much sense to me. You have no idea. Yeah. It was just, it was like an immediate thought where I'm like, well, that was my fault and I feel terrible we about it. still have this. I mean, that type of superstition is everywhere. You know what I mean? Like a friend of mine was in the hospital and I remember I, I went to see him and stayed uh, down there for a couple of days and I remember staying in some weird guy's house and... And then I, uh, it's weird that I did it at someone else's house, but I don't know. I was younger. It's kind of yeah. like more, less of not an option. Also, I was very stressed. My friend was sick. Uh, yeah. So I, I watched porn and then I was like, if he, uh, if something happens, see, again, what did I just do there? I didn't want to say if he died. This was in the past. 
And I'm still attributing a little bit of magical thinking, a little bit of superstition that I don't want to say if he died. It already happened. He didn't die. Yeah. But we do this. If I – oh, I said he died. Like if you're on an airplane and I, and I go like, uh, hope your plane doesn't crash. You know what I mean? People, yeah, I would freak out. That's porn. Yeah. That's you porn brother, right? There's yeah. a little bit of a similarity there. All, all the time. Like, Pattern recognition too. Exactly. I don't – and when I'm like uh, – uh, planes are a great example is I – cannot think or talk about anything like i don't like saying goodbye to people when i'm getting on a flight i i've thought of it many times uh nick thune once tweeted if this plane crashes please retweet which i thought was so funny and i also was like i would never (laughs) never and then you know what i tweeted recently because i was on a plane i was like it's funny to think that at your funeral they'll probably read your last tweet you know what i mean and like please stand uh what was it cold stone creamery it was something like bone something cold stone it doesn't matter some dick joke yeah like bone zone creamery that (laughs) that wasn't it and then please be seated you know but i'm always thinking about that i I don't like texting goodbye either it's all you always keep it forward you're like see you later yeah talk to you when i land exactly right because bye is like so final and i don't ever want to you know, like right? make it seem that way. I, I think I think we're touching on something that nobody really talks about. Yeah, that that idea that you're like goodbye. What? It's like one time I think I went to bed as a young boy and I said goodbye instead of goodnight, and I was like, ah, yeah. What? <laughs> that's that's you're, you're gonna be fine. Oh, it's it's the worst. Well, and my mom has this thing whenever I she has to text message me like as soon as I land, mm-hmm. or she wants me to text message her, so I'll be like, I landed, and every time my mom says. Oh, thank God! Really? I, like you know, like a plane's main job is to yeah, take yeah, off and yeah, land. Yeah, yeah. Like that's so funny. I just recently adopted a new thing. When I get on a plane, I step on the plane and I think, "Hope it don't crash." It's a Bill Cosby bit. Yeah. Bill Cosby has this bit where he goes, uh, "People get on planes and they all act like they're not thinking." But not me. I step on the plane and say loudly, "Hope it don't crash," <laughs> and I go, "Hope it don't crash." And then I've added to it because a friend of mine was like. You should maybe add this. Uh, is uh, and I'm glad the last one didn't crash. Like, hope it don't crash, and thank you for not crashing the last one. Oh yeah, I mean, there's. Uh, I was actually telling Noah Garfinkel the other day. Mm-hmm. It's like we were talking about religion uh, by accident, and I was ha- saying how like I'm agnostic, but no matter what, when I'm getting on a fight and I like sit down, mm-hmm. I pray uh-huh. every time. Like, yeah. So no. I guess that means I'm not agnostic because I'm like being like, right. hey, guy, can you, can you help me out here? But isn't that – I mean that's the nice uh, license that I think an agnostic has. Yeah, exactly. You can do that. But I mean what am I? I I'm searching for God everywhere and when I get on a plane, it's, it's bread and butter. It's Jesus again. That, there he is. I feel like God – Exists more in a plane than any church. Well, you're closer to him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I agree. It's like a, it's no atheists in foxholes. No atheists on JetBlue. Yeah, exactly. It's perfect. It's it's it. Well, yeah. It's one of those things. You're. Uh, you know what I don't care for? They say when they uh, start the initial descent, they say we'll be on the ground in 20 minutes. I'm like, say. You know they yeah. thought about it. Oh yeah, they have. To, by the way, as a as a like a, a pilot, you have to be thinking about that, right? Like how much power you have. Yep. I think about that with cabs, too. The cabbie might just decide to crash and kill us all. For no reason. For no reason. By the way, the other night, I was driving down Sunset, and I saw this white van, and there was like six guys in it. And one of the guys <laughs> looked like he had a gun. It was like three in the morning. And I, uh, 
I'm like, this guy is definitely staring at me. So I, I <laughs> did the most illegal move. I don't know why I brought that up, but it was just weighing on me. Yeah. That, like, I no. got so freaked out that this guy, I was going to get, like, DC snipered by a Ooh. band full of people. DC that, with an audience. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's a performer. That's, yeah, that's me. That's, uh, I, I get crazy. Well, let's, let, let's, let's stay on the, uh, on, on the, the grief and everything is because it's interesting. I want to merge that into you becoming a comedian and you yeah. kind of figuring this out yeah. and trying to figure out how to have more emotions and, and express yourself. Yeah. Uh, so you think about death a lot. Yeah. Totally. You're 10, you're a young kid, you're hollow. People notice a change. Yeah, I would say, I would say, uh, I just started hanging out with, like, the bad kids. Mm -hmm. Like, they were, like, a bunch of, like... uh, There was a bike gang where people would steal bikes. Oh, boy. And I was just friends with them, like, because I didn't... I don't know. They they already have bikes. They already have bikes. I don't like riding bikes. They're just dragging a bike behind them? Yeah, I was just, like, a guy that... What they would do is they they would have their bike, steal someone's bike, and then, like, ride holding that bike. That's a waste of a bike. It's a waste of a bike, as well as, like, you're telling the cop, like, I pretty much stole this bike. Just uh, now. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. here I am with this other bike. You got me red huffy. <laughs> it literally is a red huffy. Uh, okay, so you hung out with the bike thieves. Yeah, I hung out with bike thieves. That and- doesn't seem too bad. I mean, like, I, and I don't want to minimalize any anybody that's gone through similar grief, but does, it seems like maybe you should should have started drinking or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, as soon as I as soon as drinking was like around, I was like maybe thirteen. Okay, so we're, we're three years in. Yeah, you kind of got your identity as like a bike thief adjacent. Yeah, I was just like friends with the bad kids, so yeah. like I was friends with the bike thieves. Like I could have had any bike I wanted, but mm-hmm. I just don't like bikes because you can fall. Mm-hmm. And so like, so that's why I was the bitch of the group. I was afraid of bikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds pretty bad. And uh, then I just started drinking a lot. And at thirteen, uh, at thirteen. Well, what? Uh, how was that introduced to you? Some uh, kid? Yeah, like I was hanging out with my friend's house, and his brother was in high school, and he had a bottle of Aftershock. Oh, God, what like, a way to start. I know what Aftershock <laughs> it's is. It's so bad. It's, it's like cinnamon candy liquor. <laughs> it is. So we, like, drank the entire bottle. Oh, and then we I hit- think, you know what I started with? Of course, I was, like, 21. <laughs> it was, like, legal. <laughs> uh, pucker. I'd, oh. buy, I'd buy, like, a green apple pucker, and I'd sip it on the rocks. <laughs> Pucker. But it tastes so good. It was good, and I, like, it's, it's like, so funny. I was always going to become who I was going to become. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I knew I'd be the kind of guy that drank something on the rocks, and yeah. I do, and I just didn't know what it was supposed to be. <laughs> it just I, wasn't Pucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never gone back to Pucker. God, that was so fucking stupid. I was so stupid. So you're drinking Aftershock, and then you started drinking on the regs? Yeah, we like every weekend, uh, we lived like right by the beach, so we'd go to the beach and drink every Did, weekend. Weird question. Did you ever get caught and then blame the tragedy, the loss of your brother? Were you like, hey, back off this Aftershocks in memoriam, bro? I will say there's been times where I was in like a, a relationship and like whenever I did something wrong I would use that. I've done that with my divorce. And I really hate doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, but this is the car. This is like You looked it, in the deck, it's yeah, all you got. Yeah, it is it is like my version of the race card. Where yeah. I'm like, Listen, I don't know how to be a person. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, no. I got a, a bum deal, and I don't know how to be a, ma- a, a not even a man, a person, a person. Well, uh, yeah, you said you were a puppy man. I also 
call myself that where like uh-huh. when i'm in like i'm like a a child that wished he was a puppy and yeah. then i just grew to be like an older puppy yeah i'm an older puppy too yeah. well how does that feel what do you mean i just don't know how to do things that other people are supposed to know how to do right like like uh for example uh like just clean my house and stuff like that like we're like my girlfriend always gets mad at me because i'll like do the dishes and she has to redo them redo them dishes and I'm like I, I, just, I don't know i don't know I, I, I thought i did everything right i mimicked you ah there, there's a some sort of that is a sociopathic thought it's like I, I like a robot almost like i watched you there's soap and water yeah but you don't scrub and you yeah. don't like do it evenly or whatever yeah, there's two sides to a scrub uh to a what, what do they call that uh yeah, the, the sponge. 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 What do they call that? <laughs> what do they call that? I and don't... it took me a second? Uh, uh, sponge. <laughs> yeah. Sponge. That's good. That's good. I'm on fire right now. I'm like uh, the bachelor that 1980s female comedians were thinking of when they wrote their jokes. I... <laughs> <laughs> I wash the plate that I'm going to use, and the rest of the plates are in the th- sink. But that that's a direct relation. That's a relationship I've noticed to how well I'm doing. This has been coming up on the show, is I stopped doing stand-up for two weeks, and then I'm back. And that's why I'm shooting baskets that go in and I feel great. Not just stand up, but then suddenly, can I, this is my, this is my one to grow on for this episode. Yeah. What, something that I just realized last night is you need something to do stuff for. Okay. Uh, people have gods, people have relationships and people have their vanity. Um, what I recently realized was, cause I was at a party last night and old Petey had a couple white wines. <laughs> it's a wedding. <laughs> That's what you do. Outdoor wedding, California, white wine. Yeah, Bring absolutely. it over here. So uh, I'm drinking white wines. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I didn't get like shit housed or anything. But then I was like, I should uh, – first of all, I wanted a cigarette. As you know, sometimes when I'm really drunk, I will bum cigarettes from you. I'm not proud of that. I know I'm outing you as a smoker. Is that okay? No. Oh, yeah, totally. Who gives a shit? I'm, I'm, I don't like that about me. Next time we go on the road, I always tell you, like, I'm going to become a werewolf. I'm like, don't give me any cigarettes, okay? <laughs> Smash cut to me being like, because you just want destruction sometimes. Anyway, uh, I, I, so I'm watching someone smoke, and it was an e-cigarette, okay? Okay. And I, I, that just gives you nicotine, and that's kind of nice, nice little buzz. But I was like, even that, I don't want Why? Why did I stop drinking at a certain point and why did I not smoke last night was because I'm doing yoga today. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You give yourself a reason. I know this is kind of stupid and I'm sorry to keep bringing up yoga, but it doesn't have to be yoga. But it's like if you're in a rut and you can't like get out of bed, uh, that's an easy one. People are always like, you don't have a reason to get out of bed. You also don't have a reason to not eat a fuck eight grilled cheeses or whatever the fuck is your vice. You don't have a thing, but if you have a thing, you, I know if I smoke, I'll be trying to do yoga and I'll be embarrassed and I won't get as much out of the, out of the session or whatever. People will see me. <laughs> David Cope. That's so fucking weird. Beat it, David Cope. <laughs> Good to see you. You need uh, a reason uh, to do stuff. You need a, a reason to live. Oh. That, and a reason to do your dishes, and a reason to get your hair cut, and a reason to trim your pubes. Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. Just goes I got back. you to agree with trim your pubes. <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah. Oh, totally. Do, I mean, do you trim your pubes? Just sometimes. Sometimes I'll go, like, maintenance. Give them a trim. Yeah, you have to. I'm very fair, but trim them up. Yeah. It's, they do. Exactly. It's the least that you can do. Yep. The least. It's 
pretty much the least you can do. That's what I'm all about. I'm all about the least you can do in every situation. Once you start trimming those pubes, though, you're like, how did I ever not trim my pubes? Now, I don't, under- I don't understand, like, like, shaving your balls. Yeah, I don't do that. I don't know how to do it. I just fear, like, just <laughs> ripping it Of course. Open. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say like a ball sack, but I meant like a canvas sack with balls in it, like yeah. red balls. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. Cause Who, like, I don't know. Like in Dr. Evil said it was exhilarating in, in, or breathtaking. In, in porn, they're like, they're so clean. I don't like a, a, a pubeless dick in porn. It's weird to have a, a dick preference. It comes up a lot. But like if I see a guy with no pubes, it looks like a giant toddler. It's fucking the other giant toddler. But I yeah, I like my lady's giant toddler. <laughs> I'm, just, like, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But I, I just was applying the same logic to the uh, – <laughs> yeah, nothing downstairs. I'm into it. Some people are not into that. I, I think that's great. Yeah. Who cares? Exactly. I mean it's for you and whoever you're with. It's I think it's perfect. Right. If they're okay with that. But people are like, it's like a little girl. I'm like, no, it's like, a, it's like soft and hairless. I don't know. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, no, am I a perv? No, you're. I don't think you're a perv because a lot of guys like it. I, a lot of guys will be like, "Oh, that's like a frat guy mentality." Yeah, but it, you know, it's just a preference. You can't help what you like. It's softer when you're down there. It is, and I will say this: I don't have a problem if there is, and I don't. I've, I've actually, uh, I one time was with somebody that le- clearly, I don't know if it had been a slow month or something, <laughs> but like, good lord. Yeah, no. like a lot, and that was fine with me too. Yeah, I, I mean it's okay. Like, let your pube flag fly if you want, exactly. ladies. Exactly, that's what I say. I think that's the biggest message. I think yes, and have something to live for, and have something to live. Does for. that resonate with you? Absolutely. Like, I when mean, to grow on? That was like the number one. Uh, that's like the number one thing about like AA was like find your higher power. Yes. Okay. And, good. And, great. And like they're like, well, it could be God, or it could just be like you want to uh, make money, and then <laughs> yeah. like you just whatever drives you. Yes. To avoid drinking. That's what's funny, man. We have we talked about this. I sometimes employ my hate, which is not. I think it's a cheap way to do it. But let's say you want to lose weight. Uh, a bad way to do this. I don't recommend this. It's like a cheap. You know, it's like the well vodka version of this is uh, just hate fat people. Yeah. I think a lot of people do that. Oh, totally. And that's why they start hating fat people and they hate themselves. <laughs> and, you know, but it helps them lose weight or whatever. I've tried that with cigarettes. I've tried to be like, I've tried to link in my brain cigarettes. And again, I don't smoke a lot, but, you know, we've already covered that. I link cigarettes with fucking dummies who are dum-dums yeah. and go, what am I? I wouldn't smoke. I'm not a dum-dum. It doesn't work because as soon as Pete's drunk, he's romantic and he's like, life is short. Yeah, it does. <laughs> when when you are drinking and smoking a cigarette, you, everything looks so much cooler. It's uh-huh. like because when you're drunk, you're like, I'm going to look so cool. That's the And you know what? Y- Sorry. You do. I don't endorse it. It's so stupid. But – you blow it out your nose sometimes, and that, yeah, that's real cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean that. I think that's why I, li- I like drinking so much. Is it does? You, you mean smoking? Uh, well, I was I, oh. drinking and smoking. Uh-huh. Is uh, well, smoking now? I just smoke because like, I'm just horribly addicted to it. Yeah, but, like, crippling. Yeah, it's terrible. I yeah. try. I've tried to quit twice, and I'm like, read that book. I have that book. And then, like, the whole thing about that book is, like, don't read this if you don't want to quit smoking right now. And then I'll read it. And I'm like, you know what? I really don't want to quit smoking right now. So they're mm-hmm. right. That book. Well, it's so interesting, man. Your brain has to decide. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's the same with anything. If you wanted to start exercising or stop eating meat, you, some days you're just like, I mean it. 
And some days you're like, I just rationally know I should stop smoking, but it's not in your heart. It's not in your heart. You have to, you have to just fully believe everything you're doing. Like when I quit drinking, I wanted to quit drinking. When I like lose weight because my weight fluctuates like uh, like a crazy person, uh-huh. uh, as I will be really motivated to do it, and then and then I happy again, and I start eating. <laughs> ah, that's great. Yeah, you lose weight, and then you're like, I'm the king, <laughs> yeah. and you eat some cheesecake or whatever Exactly, it is. Yeah. you're just like, I can eat everything. Yeah, it's, and, and it sucks because you can lose weight pretty quickly, and then you gain weight so slowly. So it's, sl- it's, it slips in. It's subtle. It's yeah. like, hey. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's, Come on, it's, it's, very, it's very seductive. It is seductive. <laughs> so, is there, so we're 13, and we're drinking. Yeah. And uh, we, remember, we, you were saying occasionally in relationships, you go, I don't know how to be a person. Um and then this this leads to bad Sean, like the 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 Sean you tried to get away from because you were yeah a big drunkard yeah is like, that a term drunkard absolutely You're a, a wino yeah I was not a wino yet I had a wino phase oh do you have to drink wine to be a wino I think so yeah okay I yeah. guess I guess that makes sense yeah it's just Johnny Depp he's the only wino I know you know every time I drink a bottle of wine out of the bottle which isn't often. I just go, I'm like Eddie Vedder. Have you ever seen him do that? No, but he does that. Yeah, yeah like that's what he, like when he played his acoustic guitar, yeah. he just have a... A bottle uh, of wine. It's uh, like his thing. Yeah. It looks like a huge beer. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, him doing that is like just the, like I hate stuff like that. Yeah. Where like a yeah. guy's just like, I got a bottle of wine and my feelings. <laughs> like, share that Tuning? One. Yeah. You know, this Merlot and I have a lot in common. Yeah. Complex, not for everybody. <laughs> so you're you tell me take me into uh bad sean oh bad sean bad sean was a bad guy so i went to i went to high school i went to another i went i kept saying catholic school i always went to catholic school i went to a catholic high school and then i was introduced uh i went to like a rich catholic school and i wasn't rich so I now met like these new kids who like just had. I'm just picturing a, Phil Hoffman and Santa Woman. Oh, similar, yeah. very similar, but like just picture them more New Jersey. Ah, uh, okay. Hair color different. Bradley else Cooper. <laughs> Every one of them was Bradley Cooper. Uh, okay. Uh, oh my god. Just like slick back hair, and they. I mean, basically, we. I started hanging out with like shittier people who loved drinking during school so we would like drink during school and like oh my god wreak havoc on things and it was fun to do that <laughs> uh you're in high school going to class with alcohol yeah you. with alcohol like you smell like alcohol there's no way to not smell like alcohol when yeah. you're drinking it but we were like this is fine we're doing a perfect thing i got suspended like eight times when i was for in high what school. for boozing uh, never for boozing. Uh, <laughs> the obvious one, yeah, you know, he smells like gin, but he keeps passing notes. Uh, I got they found me and my friends on a gay porn website. That was a that was a negative one. Uh, what was the other one? Why uh, gay porn? Uh, my friend took a picture. All right, we. Uh, it's a complicated story. I've told it on stage, so I, I'll I'll give you like an abbreviated version. But my friend Brandon told us if we took pictures of each other. Like in like lower positions, like making us look like we're gay. Girls would want to fuck us straight, which is not a thing. It's never been a thing. Oh my in the god! World. But we believed them. We were like, "That's like a brilliant idea." Like, because girls love gay guys. Oh my Jesus! And it was a, it was a terrible idea. What happened is Brandon 
came out of the closet as soon as he graduated high school and he tricked us into his lifestyle for like for fun so we would accept him we would have accepted him anyway right right, right. Is it, by tricky you don't mean uh you guys didn't have intercourse oh no we didn't have intercourse we but he we, we took all these pictures and then uh we put it up on uh our friend matt's live journal and he put it under the title gay teens and like uh like a internet cop like found it of course and my school uniform shirt was in the picture and Ooh. like we had a big. So you're uh, wearing your shirt. Yeah, I'm wearing. What are I you was, doing? I was wearing my shirt and I uh, tied it in a knot, like my school uniform shirt, tied it in a knot, like I was oh. like a, a gay Puerto Rican. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. I was in my boxers, sitting on my friend Dan's uh, b- back, and he was in his boxers, and I had my belt around his neck because <laughs> I thought that's what gay <laughs> people did because oh. of uh, <laughs> that movie where Rosie O'Donnell and Dan Aykroyd were married. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I remember. See, I saw that movie because we were both young enough that I was like, maybe there's nudity. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. was like a sex comedy, so and it was sucked. It, it was sucked so, so bad. bad, and there isn't nudity, none. And there's Rosie O'Donnell in like a weather bra. I'm like, I don't need yeah, that. It's kind of a trouble, troubling thing. Like I, can't, I got suspended for that. I got suspended a lot for truancy and like skipping class. Uh-huh. Uh, and then there was one other time I got suspended. Oh, I got suspended because uh, I got arrested for pot possession. So we're smoking pot in high school too? Yeah. See, that always sounds so impossible to me because because once I smoked pot, I swear my brain changed. You know, I probably smoked pot 30 times in my life. Uh, 30, not three. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the first time I did, I was like, and now everything's different. Oh. <laughs> like it just it changed. And it's like harder to focus. I'm kind of anti-pot, even yeah. though I still smoke it sometimes. I'm incredibly anti-pot. Are you? Yeah. Like, for the, I, I think I realized that I was smoking pot for like three years without ever inhaling. Like, ever. Because ah. I was never phased by it. And then this one time, I, my friend built like a teepee in his roof. Yes. At, on his roof, and we, we were all smoking pot and, oh, and like it, hot boxing yeah. it. And it was like the first time I ever inhaled, and I freaked out. Like, oh, I it don't... was my first panic attack I ever had. Yeah. And then, and then I was like, oh, I think I, that was the first time I've ever gotten high, and I, I've hated pot ever since. I'll smoke it. I'll smoke it every now and then, but now I'm like completely done with it. Yeah. Because I ate it during the. NFC play playoffs. Uh-huh. And I uh, went to Hooters <laughs> and I forgot that I had a Eden pot and I it hit and I freaked out for eight hours. Really? Yes. Yeah, so at a Hooters. At a Hooters, which is not a great place, <laughs> and I was eating wings, so I ate enough wings where I thought then I was having a heart attack when it hit in. Oh. Because I'm like, I ate too many wings. <laughs> oh God. It's it sucks when you're uh, paranoid and high, and I've been there, and you realize something that is true. For example. Uh, there could be an earthquake. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> like, like you're being paranoid and you're you're out of your mind. But no yeah. one can be like, it's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's a good thing to get paranoid about. That's like flying. Yeah, that's like the state of California. We're always in a plane because we're like any second. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, totally. It's like a group meditation we're all participating in. Our ability to not think about that. 
constantly. Yeah. I well, I look around. I really do want people to just be voicing their opinions, like what you were saying. Like, yeah, that would be so much better because there's people who look like so comfortable and bored by the idea. Yeah, like where they're like working on spreadsheets. Yes. and they're like, I just gotta get this work done. Right, <laughs> you, and you'd prefer if they were like, I'm afraid of earthquakes. Yeah, I just want them to be like shaking as well. Uh, oh, you want to <laughs> have some community of panic? Yeah, I just want that. Like, so we're all together. Like, uh-huh. To know if it is going down, like we could we could like. It's also comforting, though. I, I've, I've told the story on stage, and I think I mentioned on the show, where I was on a really bumpy plane ride, and the guy next to me was drinking coffee. And I was like, this isn't stimulating enough for you? Are you nodding off during that? Because to him, he, he was so perfectly zen and face of the Buddha that he was like, what can you do? Yeah, it's a bumpy plane ride. We're going to be fine, or we're going to crash. I love coffee. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm, if we're going to go down, I'm drinking yeah. my favorite drink. The best part of waking airplane up. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Shitty airplane coffee. Yeah, thank you kindly. Uh, so okay, then Sean doesn't like pot. Bad Sean, but Bad Sean loves the booze. Yeah, Bad Sean loves the booze. Sean, Sean I call him Bad Sean. I guess that's kind of trite or yeah. minimalizing, but you yeah, know what I mean. we call him Black Sean. And like. <laughs> Deshaun? Deshaun. <laughs> it's kind of, we're in a questionable area. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we get out of that area? Let's back back up right now. Uh, okay, so, uh, oh, I get you were just saying bad, it sounds like black. Yeah. like Or in going back to Black Zoe. Going back, it was called back to That's Black Zoe. That's a deep Zoe. callback. It is. I love Black Zoe. Why are we talking about Black Zoe anymore? <laughs> so, okay. Uh, bad, Sean, drinking, Boozing. When did it really get off the rails? As uh, soon as I moved to New York. Right. Well, good, I got good. Good drinking town. Good, yeah. Good drunkard. It's town. the best drinking town in, in the in the world because of the public trans. Yeah, you can just do whatever you want, and no one says anything. None the no one's none the wiser or something. Yeah. And I, but I got kicked out of college after my first semester for drinking a lot. You got kicked out of college? Yeah. I thought college, I mean, non-religious college was like, welcome to college. I went to a Here's Je- some Jaeger. I went to a Jesuit school. Okay, there you go. And uh, I got caught drinking four times. That's not bad. Like, they, I got a bunch of points. So you're not allowed to drink at this college? At all. And I got caught four times, so I had eight points. Were you an agnostic? Uh... Then? At this time, probably, yeah. Why are you going to uh, religious school? My mom wanted me to go to a Butterfly mom? Yeah, Butterfly mom. My mom really loves the religion. She loves the Jesus. Yeah, she loves Jesus. Because Butterfly doesn't seem like a Jesus. No, it doesn't. But she, you know, she's like... She mixes. She mixes. Yeah. Like, as soon as uh, my brother died, she got, like, all of these books. Yeah. Like, about how... Uh, all about reincarnation, because that's, like... No, sure. Seems to be, like, the most popular belief in terms of, like, selling books. And then, uh, so my mom got really into that. But then, like, uh, she made me go to a Jesuit school, so I went, and uh, I got cut, cut drinking four times. That's eight points. You get uh, so you're close with your mom if your mom is dictating where you're going to school. Oh yeah, my mom is oh, an overbearing mother. Yeah. Okay. So we're in the we're in my neighborhood because I also went to a religious school, probably to please my mother as well. Oh yeah, exactly. Like. Yeah. I'm like, if I'm fucking up all around, I at least should make my mom like me. Yeah, I don't want, I don't want her to be disappointed. Yeah, in me. yeah, yeah. All right. So you go to Jazzy's yeah. and you get caught drinking and get you get demerits. Drinking. I'm picturing Snape is there. Yeah, pretty much. It was it, it was a woman that looked exactly like him. I'm a woman. I can't do it. Just <laughs> Alan Rickman. <laughs> Drinking, Mr. Potter. <laughs> do you watch Sherlock? That guy's a lot like Alan. Rickman. Oh, I want to see Sherlock. So it's bad. real good. It's I, real good. Uh, so stay uh, on so, it. 
I'm staying on it. So then there was a, a thing where a girl threw a water balloon into our room mm-hmm. and got our clothes all wet. And I was like, oh, I don't want my clothes to be wet. So I was like, what if we went to the dollar store and we like bought a bucket? And then I was like, and we'll just get gross stuff and throw it on her door. Or throw it on. We, we wanted to say throw it on her. Mm-hmm. And we we're going to try to get her to like walk under our window and just dump this bucket of stuff. <laughs> so we went to the I dollar store. We bought a bucket. I don't we like got the story. <laughs> cat food, uh, ragu, um, like bleach, which is where things get bad. Uh, bleach, bleach. We poured all this stuff in this bucket. Cat food and ragu and bleach, bleach, uh, spaghetti, spaghetti sauce, and we put it all in. This Did thing. you at least have the foresight where you're like, not too much bleach? <laughs> yeah. Was there I, a little bit of like ease up on the bleach? I think it was just like we need to get this like thick. So we were like all pouring it in the bucket, and then it was like oh. uh, my friend's uh, job to get her to walk past our window, mm. and he was like, he, I can't find her. So I'm like, all right, the best thing to do would just be throw this on our door. So I throw it on our door, and it goes everywhere and all on the carpet. And, like, it ruined the carpet. I'm so glad that this story didn't end with you getting suspended for blinding somebody or something. Me too. That would be the worst. Yeah. I'm glad that... uh, I couldn't wait to throw this. Ha! <laughs> Your impatience. Yeah, my impatience. What's the girl's name? Uh, Megan. Oh, Megan. Megan Moeller. Megan Moeller. <laughs> I was to say it. Uh, no, uh, that's not. It's not Megan Moeller. Megan Muller. Oh, Muller. Facebook. Facebook yeah, ad. Yeah, there you go. Add her. Somebody gifted you some Clorox. She throws water balloons and gets your clothes all wet. Yeah. And I'm irrational. I, it's so funny, man. When you told that, this is how much, uh, I don't know, lack of credit I give you. I'm like, oh, Sean killed a girl. <laughs> when you started that story, I was like, and I just had to choke her. I was yeah. like, oh, my jeez. Yeah. So I'm glad that it's just the cat food yeah, spaghetti sauce. They had to tear out all the carpeting, and then they kicked me out for vandalism. But they did find a treasure map <laughs> under the carpet. But I remember, I remember it was the first time I've ever like uh, been like an honest person because they brought us all in together from our hallway, and they were like, "Who did this?" And uh, I like looked around. I was like, "Someone's gonna have to say they did it because mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say it because I'm a liar." <laughs> and then I wa- I stood up, and I'm like, "All right, I'll be an adult." I was like, it was me. And I thought since I said I did it, they wouldn't do anything. They're like, right. oh, you're expelled. Oh. They like, expelled me immediately for being honest the first Point time. blank expulsion. expulsion. Yeah. yeah. I knew a girl that at my college that smoked pot over the summer, admitted it to her RD. She was the RA and just said, I just, you know, it's on my conscience. And they were like, thank you for being honest lost her RA, lost her room, had to go to like some shitty dorm. It's like, fuck you. That was when I was just like, this Christian love shit sometimes sucks a dick. It does. It because does. I was like, she came to you and offered that under the guise of like confession, you know, a Christian yeah. principle. Like I don't like having this secret. I'm going to tell you that I made a mistake this summer. Not qualified. Some dick in wood. The Gordon people listening, yeah. which are none of them are, Maybe. That, yeah. Maybe some of them know. I do not awesome. like that mentality. That fucking sucks. Because, you know, when you confess to something, that's a good thing. Yeah. And it's Reward to... the confessing. Exactly. Yeah. Because there's probably so many students that did smoke pot that summer and didn't confess. Uh, sure. Yeah. <sighs> fucking. Ugh. I didn't know I was so mad about that, but oh, I am. Man. We should go to the dollar store. <laughs> 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 
the guy that I'm thinking of, he already looks like someone hit him in the face with a bucket of something. <laughs> like like that. So he he he's got he got everything. He's received his reward in full. <laughs> that's a that's a Bible th- Yeah, that's a Bible thing. Okay, so now we're boozing. Where are we? Oh, I, I then I then I started doing stand up and I got to New York when I was Oh yeah, 21. we're in New York. Yeah. Yeah, New York. And you started doing stand up when? When I was 19. 19 and then you went to New York when you were 21? Yeah. And then you got real shit house. Yeah, oh man. All, I all the time. Could not believe how much you could drink there. Yeah. Like it was fun. It was that like Rafifi. And yeah. like Lindsay would just give you free drinks. I loved getting drunk at Rafifi. I'm, I, sorry, I'm not trying to make you yeah. be like, you're missing out. No, no. I loved getting drunk at yeah, Rafifi. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I loved it. And I loved Lindsay. Like, I had such a crush on Lindsay, I the think, bartender, think, the yeah. blonde one. Yeah. She looked like she was on the cover of a Bell and Sebastian album. <laughs> and, like, she would just give me free drinks. And I loved, I loved going there. It was awesome. People like being included in, in a bar where they know you is a, is a nice feeling. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all right. And I was okay. just like a child, just being able to drink everywhere. Well, how do we avoid that? Like, people never, you know, I talk about it in my own therapy, and they're like, well, you're in this business. My therapist is always like, two drinks. He's like, that. just just go to two drinks, Pete. And and, and you know, you, I'm not that crazy of a drinker. Occasionally we'll drink a lot, but for the most part, not too crazy. Uh, but then he's but I will have more than two drinks. That's That's the thing. Calibrate me. I say four drinks is normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And my therapist and my doctor, my doctor says one drink. My therapist says two drinks. I say four drinks. Where's the guy that says three? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I I, I tend to agree. And I'm in a place right now where I'm not really drinking, even though I drank last night. But like for in general, I'm kind of not drinking very much right now because I have something to not drink for. Yeah. Uh, But how do we avoid that? The young people listening to this that become comedians, that some of them are going to go to New York. What are they to do? Yeah, I think like the is to just know that there are limits. Like people are not going to stop you. They won't. That's an interesting lesson of adulthood, right? Yeah. What you just said, which is like, oh, no one's marshaling anyone else. Exactly. There's it, no lifeguard it's, at this beach. Yeah, it, you're immediately an adult. Like, and I, I needed someone to be like, hey, don't do that. Right. You think everyone will know I'm a fraud. Yeah. Everyone will know I'm a child. Yeah. But really. Here comes shots. I don't know. What were you drinking? Oh, I, I, everything. I, yeah, everything. I love shots, but I also loved uh, vodka Red Bull. That was oh, my yeah. big thing. Cause up. You like up. It kept me up. Yeah. Yeah, there was. A, I, I didn't really like shots, but one time I, I was in. I, I did a college with Julian McCullough, and we went to Williamsport. Well, you guys were both fuck ups together. Julian, yeah. Julian wouldn't mind us saying. Oh, that. no, he wouldn't mind. He, yeah. li- he likes to talk about it. Yeah, we were like fuck ups together. And he, it was fun. Because he was like so much older than me, mm-hmm. and to have him like also fucking up in like a childish way, yeah, that was like good because like I felt so insecure that right. I was just being a kid, right? So like one time we were in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and Julian loved shots. He was always a shot and a beer, and would take the shot and then drink the beer and then get another shot and drink a beer. So we were at a place. Uh, it was a converted jail uh, <laughs> bar. They turned a jail into a bar mm-hmm. and the wait and the bartender looked like pamela anderson 1993 like <laughs> just that's exactly that like that level of hot where you're like ah <laughs> so julian's like ordering shots just so he could tip her more and then i'm like well you know what i want in on this so I'm like let's all do shots <laughs> and i just kept doing shots and then he kept doing shots but he could handle it and i like passed out and mm-hmm. like destroyed the hotel room you mean you blacked out? I 
I passed out. This is the one time I didn't black out. I, like, passed out. Like, so I, how do you destroy a hotel room if you're passed out? Uh, well, I wasn't, like, I mean, like, just, I destroyed it in, like, a gross way where I was, like, throwing up. Oh, uh, like, not. Yeah, not, Hulk, like. Not Hulk smash. Yeah, not, like, poison. I wasn't, like, Brett Michaels. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah, it was disgusting. Well, and then you got, so when did you get Sobeys? Well, I when guess. Did you, when do you get, you know what I like Sobeys? calling Sobe? Because you drink tea now. Yeah, I Sobe do. is Sobe. a type of iced tea. I, I, I get Sobe. Sometimes I find the ritual, by the way, of making tea a, a nice replacement to, like, making a drink. Oh, yeah. No, I love tea. I love tea, I, I drink too. so much tea now. I drink it. This is tea. Is it? Yeah. What kind? I'm glad you asked, and I'm so ashamed of that. I'm so ashamed that when you asked... I realized I've been waiting for someone to ask me <laughs> what kind of tea this is. I believe there's there's um, three bags in here. Two of them are green tea. It's a it's a yogi, yogi kind called super antioxidant super whatever. Yeah, green tea. And then one is uh, ginkgo, which is called like memory boost or brain boost or something. Oh, okay, that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't gone to the D- DP. Double, oh, I, double, I, I I got a diet Pepsi next to it that I'm not drinking. I recently gave up. Diet diet drinks. Yeah, I I try not to fuck with it, and uh, people that listen to the show know that I usually drink Zevia, which is my favorite. I love Stevia. That that is it. Zevia. Zevia is a, is a diet Pepsi made with stevia. stevia, and there's stevia in this tea as well. What have I become? <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> but you know what I've become? I've become something good. I stand by everything that I'm saying. Stevia is oh, a plant instead of xylitol and all this shit. And like aspartame, yeah. Donald Rumsfeld was the head of the FDA when aspartame was approved, and it's just like, yeah. That guy who doesn't give a fuck about a respiratory oh, totally. system post nine eleven is approving sweeteners. I'll stick with the plants. Yeah, that's when I got away from it. I do like stevia. Stevia, it tastes, it has a weird taste, but I kind of like it. You get used to it. Yeah. So does fucking this. Yeah. When people are like, I like diet coke, it's like you're just used to it. You're yeah. used to it because the first time you have it, it's awful. Of course it is. I remember. It's a vivid memory of me being a boy drinking a diet coke yeah. and be like, what? <laughs> just yeah. like so offended because that first, like when you have coke, it's like the best taste. Yeah, you've ever tasted yeah, it your yeah, whole life yeah, yeah, yeah. and then to mimic that i love in supersize me they say something about how coke is like so much sugar and so much caffeine that like an eight-year-old brain <laughs> just like can't compete with it like there's like it's it's such an unbalanced fight in the addiction yeah, yeah. that yeah. is forming your brain like like if you put a cat's can of kid drinking coke for the first time it looks like christmas you know what i mean <laughs> and he's just like so ill-equipped to be like but i shouldn't have too much right i used to drink so much coke that some of my i'd go to chili's where they have free refills and have like eight cokes and that was when where i first learned like that's where i have memories of being super funny because i was so jacked yeah and i just riff and stuff oh my god i loved just i was pounding cokes like i loved it It couldn't stop i don't think i had a glass of water until i was 28 (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i didn't get i didn't drink water ever till i was 16 never never if i went to someone's house and they served us water. I said, what is this, the dust bowl? I literally thought, I was like, are you guys okay? Are things all right? We were a milk house. I'm drinking fucking hormones. That's why I'm a giant drink. I don't know. But I, I never had a clear liquid until, yeah, we've made this point. So then you got sober when? I'm sorry, you answered uh, that. Two and a half years ago. That's so. great. Congrats. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's fun. That's pretty good. You did the program. For five months. And I, I don't quit. remember an apology for... 
driving you home that night. I'm just kidding. That's the seventh step. You didn't make it. I did not make it. I quit. My sponsor didn't care about me a lot. Oh, fuck Uh, that guy. He he wanted me to quit stand-up because I told him I just do stand-up at bars. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you got to quit. And then I said, no. Yeah. And then he yelled at me. And I I think this is really funny. He said, uh, you're going to wind up back in that factory. Yeah. And I never told him I was in a factory or anything. Like, he... Wait, what does that mean? He told me his story, and uh, he w- used to do heroin in a factory. <laughs> so when I was telling him that I was doing stand-up in a bar, he told me I was going to end up back in that factory. He, like talking to himself. Yeah, almost. talking to himself. And I was like, I, I Well, that's quit. why he got so heated, right? Yeah, I was like, I quit. Uh, there, that can't, there has to be an AA spot. You're doing great. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I've gotten to the point now where I'm like removed from it, but I, li- I like it when I did it. I, I, I mean, maybe you should... Uh, here's, here's who I'm talking to right now. My father quit drinking. And uh, I've learned through my own therapy that I think I would have benefited from the program because of things like the seventh step, which is the apology, the, the reconciliation step. You know what I mean? Also, just the admission of it and all that. And, you know, I'll take my father out of this. My brother would, for example, be like, I don't think dad was an alcoholic. So that, that sort of stuff. So I, I can't judge my dad. But I would like to have honest discussions with him about alcohol. I'll say that. Yeah. However, so the term dry drunk, people, like you got to make sure you're not behaving like an alcoholic even though you're not drunk. Oh, right. Exactly. And that's what, that's pretty much the thing that I try not to do. Yeah. Because uh, I was doing the steps and I liked it. Yeah. I, it's just that when he, I didn't like how that guy... Uh, wanted me to like give up my life as in a way where like drinking was ruining my life so now not drinking would also ruin my life by giving up what i did right you can't that's absurd it was absurd there are so many sober comedians so many like and none of their sponsors told them to quit stand-up no so it, some fucking jagoff named Vern probably it, oh, <laughs> we can call him Vern. Yeah. Vern b so, Vern. so Vern fucking tells you to give up your life's passion the thing that i said makes me clean my dishes yeah and that's gonna mo- if you yeah. Stop doing stand-up. You'd be back on the sauce, probably. Oh, totally. Yeah. Immediately. What would the point be? Yeah. I mean... Uh, that's your yoga. That's my yoga, is not drink. Yeah. That gives you the thing to not drink. Is uh, Stand-up is the thing that you don't smoke that cigarette at a wedding, is what I mean. Exactly. And I want to get into yoga. Okay. Come do it with me. I'll do it with you. Andy Haynes does it with me. Zach Kreger does it with me. And, and I love both of those guys. I've just gotten to a wonderful... It was like I actually had to pause and go... Good for you, Pete, which I'm a big believer in, of course. Yeah. Uh, but like when it's due is because I used to be really terrified of going alone, and now I go alone because, you know, it's hard to coordinate. But if you want to come, you can come anytime. Yeah, I would love to. All right. I love it. Let's, uh, let's wrap it up by looking at uh, – we already covered God, agnostic, which is great. I love when it naturally comes up. Yeah. at the end where I go like, God, it sucks. <laughs> I hate that. Uh, going in kind of day. Uh, bro? I wrote down Bro? <laughs> Oh, your brother. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not called you made it normal. <laughs> I didn't want you to know that I was writing down brother. Like, it felt kind of trivial yeah. to just write it on this piece of paper, and then I ruined it at the end. Uh, Leto. Yeah. I met Jared Leto, and he was nice to me. That's all I got. Oh, that's nice. He's nice to you. Camp. I don't remember what that means. Sociopath. I just, I just wrote your diagnosis there. Trudy Stranger. I talked about that. And then we'll end with this pussy. I said pussy in front of a, a girlfriend of mine, a friend who's a lady. And uh, 
she said, I'm trying to get people to say ball sack instead of pussy. And it's, it, you know, I'm, I love feminism and stuff. And I, I tried to make the argument that vaginas yield, uh, you know, they receive things. Yeah. But she was like, uh, vaginas are strong. They, uh, you know, give birth. And I was like, yeah, but when I call someone a pussy, I'm, not, I'm talking about the, the advertising vagina, meaning vaginas that don't menstruate or give birth. Yeah. The, illu- the illusory fake vagina. That's when I call <laughs> a guy a pussy. That's what I'm talking about. Well, how do you feel about this? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Some people are talking about the Tosh controversy. Yeah, we, we talk well, about let's, pussy. Let's talk about pussy. Let's just talk about pussy talk. Yeah, I pussy love talk. Pu- I love pussy. Yeah, uh, I love the word. I. It's a fun word. It is a fun word. That's I, why I've been thinking about it. Like pussy cat, maybe. I don't know how to defend my wanting to use it. Yeah, I never think of like what it is. I'm just like yeah. that is a word with no definition. Like yeah. it's just an intent. I like, puss puss is even yeah. better. I like saying puss puss. I love it. I love saying it, and I love when people say it. I like hearing it. Yeah. Do you like? In the bedroom? No. Whenever someone's saying it for real, I get really grossed out. Uh, <laughs> but I'm like, I have like weird sex things where yeah. I'm like, uh, I, I just don't like dirty talk at all. Yep. Okay. Uh, and, but I do love it as a comedic word. Pussy. I, yeah. I think it's very funny. Not. It doesn't bother you that I don't. I don't even know if my friend was saying, "Hey, I'm a lady, and you shouldn't." I think she kind of was though. And then I and then I had to like. It, it, uh, examine whether or not I could say it anymore. But then, like someone like Samore or Monique, they will say it. They'll say like, "Yeah, I don't know who either of those people." Oh, Monique, Monique. I know Monique. And Samore, it was in Soul Plane, and she's like, "So good, you want some more?" And she's like, has like a twenty minute bit about guys eating her pussy. Yeah, well, that seems okay, but calling a guy a pussy, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I feel like. Uh, a feminist might think that you're calling a guy a pussy and you're like being like you're being a female right but no can't we just say you're being i think i was using it like somebody was like kind of like a loser and i, I like wouldn't do anything and i was like he'll never do that he's a real pussy because vaginas i think it just goes back to the receiving and then a dick when you call someone a dick they're being forthright they're being aggressive yeah. they're being a dick yeah and if you're being a pussy, you're just kind of sitting there until something happens to you. <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest way to end. It is. It's pretty good, though. I like. Yeah. I I feel like that stance is very anti-feminism. What I just said? Yeah. I shouldn't. Wait. I'm offending I'm say- feminists right now? I think by saying, like, pussies are, like, something that just sits there and waits. I think I, I – okay, but I'm not necessarily saying – wait, I guess I am saying that. But I, but I also know I'm, – again, I'm talking about the Hollywood pussy that doesn't give birth or menstruate or do any of oh, the tough yeah. pussy things. Yeah, there's just <laughs> – There's strong pussies. Hey, I respect – I, I, I'm very afraid of not sounding feminist right now because I'm totally with the with oh, the women. Yeah. Listen, I understand it. We are. I, I feel like uh, we're both liberal guys who yeah. understand that yeah. women are equal to men. Why would I, I even say that? But it, let's say this: if before sex, a vagina like had some sort of Voltron like activation thing, we wouldn't be calling guys pussy. <laughs> No, no, we would not. They would be way more aggressive. Be- yeah, and dicks because there's the growing and the pointing. Yeah, I think when you're you're talking, about, you, I liked Hollywood pussy, like, <laughs> yeah, like Hollywood pussy, like uh, airbrush Playboy June 1991 pussy. Yeah, that pussy. You're being that. Pussy. You're being this pussy, and that pussy just sits there. Yeah, ladies, I see both sides.
please don't be upset about this last little bit. Because I really, really... How long, how long would we just sit here? I mean, we could do it for like 20 minutes. Like people probably just thought the podcast. Like the end of The Sopranos. <laughs> Like you think the cable just went out? Just with uh, an own, like you were apologizing to women. Yeah. And then it's just like, so ladies. <laughs> I'm trying to be quiet, but it's funny. Yeah, what does he say? <laughs> and I said, I really, really, well, I was, con- you know what I was doing? I was considering making some joke like, I really, really love your pussy. But that's why I didn't say it, because doesn't that, it just feels kind of gr- gauche. Yeah. It feels like a gaudy watch, that joke. <laughs> Sean O'Connor, you were great, man. This was uh, fucking fantastic. I uh, think you can tell, right? This yeah, is great. Yeah, this is fun. Thank you for having me. You were fantastic. Would you uh, say uh, keep it crispy? Yeah. It's just a little message to the uh, listeners. Oh, totally. Keep it crispy, guys. Get it, guys. Uh, can I do that? Yeah, make it your own. <laughs> Have fun with it. Be yourself up there. <laughs> Thanks so much, man. Thank you. Now leaving Nerdist.com.